All right, I do believe we are live. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Break the Rules live stream. I am your host, Lev Polyakov, at LevPo on Twitter, and we have the one, the only, Count Dankula, the mad lad himself, the OG, rolling something up here, I see. I don't know uh, what the uh, laws in Scotland are, but as we know one thing from uh, Count Dankula, that doesn't mean shit. So... Count Dankula, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, we have Giant Geo, Giovanni Panacchetti, Average Centris joining us for this episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. And Count Dankula, I guess I'll ask the usual uh, stupid interview question of your origin story, how you came about, all that, just to start. Uh, well, I was I was bitten by a radioactive Nazi. <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> uh... People probably know, but basically, a short version, girlfriend was always talking about how cute and adorable her pug was. I thought it would be funny to uh, get the pug to Nazi salute and react happily whenever I said gas the Jews, because I I knew it would upset her greatly. Uh, Decided to video my exploits and posted it to YouTube. Then I got a knock on the door and the cops took me to prison. And then I went through a two-year trial for causing gross offence. And you are free, and now you're looking at various historical figures that you would qualify as being mad lads. And for those who do not uh, watch the series yet, I don't know what you're doing, you're making a grave mistake. I think that all the kids who are right now in the Zoom classes should ditch those classes. They should uh, get rid of this stupid (laughs) idea of education that we have here, at least in the States. These teachers are all a bunch of, as Tim Dillon calls them, summer enthusiasts. They have no business teaching kids. I think that uh, you should be the teacher. Because you are probably one of the best historians on YouTube that I've ever seen as far as actually getting people interested in these subjects. So just uh, why did you get into specifically in Mad Lads? What qualifies being a Mad Lad as well? Well, the reason I started getting into Mad Lads is I sort of did like generic content. Like see, after the arrest and everything, like I had no intention of like making a serious go of YouTube. Like YouTube was just me and my friends fucking around making videos. And I think there was like three videos on the channel before I made Nazi Pug. And then uh, after that, I made some more shit posted videos, but those were still just a bit of fun. And it was actually uh, Sargon of Akkad and Alex Jones that said, said oh no, you should, you should actually try. You should actually try on YouTube. You're pretty funny. You're pretty funny. And I was like, all right, okay, so. I bet that was surreal meeting Alex Jones. Like, what was that like? Oh, like when I when I first got arrested, like um, I had my balls cut off. I was like mm. really nervous about who I spoke to. Was really careful yeah. about who I interacted with online. But then when I got an email from fucking Alex Jones that wanted me to come on the show, I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to fucking do it, man." It's, the, it's yeah. the magic magic meme, man. Alex Jones, like fuck yeah. So I went on and done his show. And then uh, a couple couple years ago, I was in the states and I got to hang out with him. And he's a uh, I fucking love him. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, man. Yeah. I fucking love him. He's funny as fuck. Just yeah. some of the some of the shit that comes out of his mouth. He's like, he's accidentally funny, but he's he's still like aware that he's being funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's hard to explain, but there's yeah. layers, there's layers to him, isn't there? Oh, it... there's many layers. Like you can't tell what's irony and what's real. And then he'll come <laughs> He'll turn around and shoot you a little, a little knowing look where he's kind of like, I know what I just said is insane. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love him. Out of, uh, and by the way, Ravage Centris here is from the UK as well. 
I mean, right now, Scotland, yeah, Scotland is still part of the UK. I don't know for, uh, do you think Scotland's going to remain part of the UK or go its own way at a certain point? I don't know. It all depends on how much fuckery that the SNP managed to pull because they are still at the stage of uh, if anything good happens, it was the SNP. If anything bad happens, it was the Tories. So, you know, it's it's extremely, it's it's an extremely convenient position to be in where everything bad that happens, you can, you know, essentially blame, blame the Jews. Like that's, Mm. that's what the SNP do there. You know, with feminists, it's men, you know, with far right, it's the Jews, with the far left, it's the Jews. Oh man, this is this is pretty much, by the way, my experience here on Break the Rules. Because uh, as you know, if you had to choose between getting a further left audience and a portion of a further right audience, obviously with the way things are online, it's going to be further right people who are going to comprise a lot of the chat, a lot of the people who gain interest in anything that's going to be slightly edgy. So me being somebody who is Jewish, uh, not by religion, but you know, by genetically speaking. I end up getting the brunt of a lot of uh, people's uh, frustrations every single episode, but I've gotten so used to it by now. It's just like a gentle wind that goes on me. Like the chat's probably just going to erupt just just because I said that right now. But anyway, uh, when it comes to well, you know what? I'm gonna wait for Geo to get here because he should really be the one uh, during the Jew conversation to uh, be present here. But <laughs> the, the Jew conversation. The Jew okay. conversation. Yes. <laughs> but uh, no. But before. But before that, you said SMP Scotland. I'm not familiar with Scottish politics. What would you compare that to in the, in the states as far as political right. party goes? Oh no! Wait, 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 wait until you hear this right now. The SMP, the Scottish National Party a nationalist party that believes that Scotland should be its own independent country, free of foreign rule. They're far left. They're a far left party. <laughs> that's, how, that's how fucked politics is over here, right? They go, we want an independent country and then we want to be in the EU, which means that we would not be an independent country. <laughs> and... Also, you know, open the gates and absolute uncontrolled mass immigration. Mm. So, so, that, so yeah. they, they say that they're nationalists. They are, they are not. So like, if you get guys, like, you meet them out in public, you know, if you're on any pub and you'll go, oh, do you vote for the SNP? Yeah, I'm Scottish nationalist. I'm a Scottish nationalist. Like, yeah, and it's like, all right, cool. How do you feel about, like, social welfare and, uh, you know, uncontrolled mass immigration and uh, joining the EU? They're like, fuck yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not a fucking nationalist. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you're not. Wait, so, uh, so Alex Jones calls himself a throwback. Would you consider yourself to also be a throwback as well in comparison to a lot of people, even people who are your age today? As far as... Do you know what the, I mean by the, throwback, right? Like somebody who's... Like, for example, he did that Animaniacs theme song. I don't know if it's Animaniacs that was the first one who did... You know the one, like the countries of the world. Uh, yeah, and... Yeah. Um, there is something very freeing about that kind of humor. I don't find that to be that much in play today when it comes to a lot of comedy shows. So would you say that in that way you're a throwback? There's still huge demand for it. And I wouldn't say it's so much of a throwback. I think it's making a comeback. It is becoming fashionable again. It is becoming very popular because the way the way that we see it is see how the, the modern day you know, right wing is essentially the 90s left wing. 
You know, most people that are getting called right wing, you know, in, you know, the 2021st year of our Lord, we're essentially what left wingers were in the 90s. Like, you know, you know yeah. the people, you know, your, your Bill Hicks, your George Carlins, you know, all those type of stuff as well, where comedy, like, was offensive. And yeah, there was a lot of spicy stuff in the 90s, but people just laughed and moved on because it was just comedy. In fact, most of the people that get pissed off about it was the old right-wing conservative boomers going like, ah, you can't say fuck on stage, like, like, you know, like those ones. But, you know, it's completely shifted now. And the, the problem is, is uh, comedy is always supposed to be anti-establishment. And at the moment, the whole woke ideology, left-wing stuff is the establishment. It is, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, see, see, see when you have like the the government literally f- on their government buildings flying the LGBT and trans flags, you're the establishment, right? You're you're part of it. Mm-hmm. And whereas you know the you know the right wing, etc., and the current day, like we are the counterculture, and we are the people that are speaking out against the establishment because it's a case of yeah, you can live your life whatever way you want, but just because my son played with a Barbie doll once. Don't chop his penis off, please. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, people just jump on it, don't they? It's really weird. Well, these things, uh, they they come in cycles, and uh, you are also not the first person to have their dog do the Hitler salute. If uh, you recall, uh, Jackie, there was this black and white spotted Dalmatian dog back in uh, Nazi Germany who did the salute, but that was offensive because it was offensive to the Fuhrer. So these things do come in waves as far as whether it's offensive for one reason or that's, the other. That, that's the famous one that everyone knows about, but there was actually one that was rec- another case <laughs> that was recently uncovered. Basically, you know how back in the day there was like SS stations all throughout Europe? Well, basically, whatever documents didn't get destroyed, they all got grabbed and archived, and there's like a team of people that translate all the documents and make them available for public record. And it turns out that there was another instance where it was a traveling vaudeville circus uh, that was traveling and touring Germany back in the day and they taught their monkeys to do the salute. No way. And obviously this was seen as greatly offensive to the Nazis and I believe uh, the, the end of the document said something along the lines of See to it that the creatures are destroyed. Oh God! Oh, no. <laughs> so, so essentially, the, the Nazis lined up and shot circus monkeys. Oh, <laughs> it's horrible! It's, uh, uh, well, to be well, to be fair, compared to everything else they did, you know, it's not really that bad. Yeah, it's the least of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was yeah. there was that whole idea that oh, the Nazis loved animals. Hitler was a vegetarian, so I guess that kind of takes that <laughs> out of the window a bit. But uh, but when it comes to uh, being, let's say, somebody who may potentially get arrested again, but now for offending Hitler, do you see that happening anytime in uh, the future? Like, do you predict? That there may be just like these things come in wave waves. There may be like a rise of the ultra right at a certain point, like especially in Europe, because it feels like in Europe it feels like there's way more tension. I mean, not that in the United States there isn't, but as far as uh, just the amount of succumbing to this ideology from the left, I really think it's going to hit the right, mm. especially if the government starts to even more so restrict certain freedoms to such an extent that, I don't know, maybe there will be a far-right movement. Uh, what do you think? 
Oh, they're, they're already as far right movements and they are yeah. growing. And this is and this is the one thing that I'd like. And see how we always say that. See for people that are, you know, the far left and all the antifa and all the little, you know, funny coloured hair student types and all that that are like obsessed with the Nazis. That for some reason they don't do any of their homework into how the Nazis came to be. Right. So, for example, if you look at the rise of Hitler, what was happening in Germany before Hitler, it was the Weimar Republic, right? When you had a extreme far left ideology that was trying to control what everyone could do, like couldn't do, couldn't say, and like massive restrictions, especially when it came to nationalism and love for yourself and love for your country, love for your nation, love for your people, because, you know, France and everybody else kind of wanted all of that gone after the First World War. Um, and what ended up happening was the Weimar Republic, Republic took it too far and it got so bad that eventually, you know, you know, might, might have heard of this, but did you know that quite a lot of Germany swung to the far right? <laughs> can, you, can you believe it? Yeah. Turns out, turns out quite a lot, quite a lot mm. of them. And then what happened as a result was there was the rise of this man called Adolf Hitler. And basically a lot of that that you are seeing is now being echoed in the current year because one thing that the far left says, we're fighting Nazis, we're fighting the far right, we're fighting the fascists, we're doing this, we're doing that. Now, despite everything that they are doing, it's still growing. And this is even with, you know, complete banning of discussion or promotion of such ideas in the mainstream, in universities, in schools, in any institution, right? Any far right ideology from all the institutions, it's banned, right? You're not allowed it whatsoever. Social media sites, you're not allowed it on there whatsoever. It's banned. It all gets banned. People's accounts get banned, terminated, shut down, all that type of stuff. And yet, despite all of that, it is still growing. Okay, so it kind of sounds like what the far left are doing is actually making the problem worse, just like in Weimar. <laughs> so that's it. But the thing is, try and tell them that, and they don't care. No, just go, I, you know, yeah. you're, you're actually making the problem worse. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. Even if you prove it to them, they don't care. I know exactly what you mean. And uh, for those who already heard me bring this up, my apologies. There was um, a, a member of Pete Buttigieg's campaign that we had on with uh, Sticks Hexenhammer 666. I'm, I'm sure you know uh, Sticks. And, yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when uh, she came on, one of the things that came up was trying to find out what was the very extreme policies of Donald Trump. And uh, Gio even helped her out in the beginning when mentioning, like, I believe it was the Muslim ban that he mentioned. But anyway, we ended up breaking all the things down. And what we were left with was not anything that was that extreme, or rather, whatever it was, it was uh, something that other politicians have done before him and others will do after him. So it kind of broke down, but there was no admittance of that part breaking down. You know what I mean? Like, there was... There was just this very tight grip on a certain kind of reality. And yeah. that's why, like, I don't know what exactly is it going to take. Like, who do you, Count Dankula, other than yourself, who do you have a lot of faith in as somebody who can possibly turn this around and uh, find a good enough place that a lot of people can see, even those who may be kind of like on the fence, could see that we're heading towards the disaster and they'll go on your side? If there is hope, it lies with the Zoomers. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and, oh, God, no. And, and does. I'm sorry, right? Remember, there's, there is going to come, like, you know, these things are generational. 
right? You know, you had a lot of fucking hippies and shit for the 60s and 70s, and then they had their kids, and then through the 80s and 90s, you had a lot of right-wing stuff, and, the, you know, the, the pendulum swings back and forth. And what's going to happen is... Uh, a bunch of Zoomers are going to get brought up and their mums and dads are going to make them cut their dicks off and chop their tits off <laughs> and fucking <laughs> spew, spew all this far-left ideological fucking nonsense and then eventually you're going to get the kid who comes home one day with his hair cut absolutely immaculate, he's shaved clean, he's wearing a suit and his mum and dad are like, <gasps> what have you Scott, done, son? He'll have the uh, Spencer goes, weave. He'll have yeah, the well, speak, goes, well, speaking. Fuck you, mum. Fuck you, dad. I'm going to start yeah. a family. Well, speaking, yeah. speaking <laughs> of, I'll show you. <laughs> speaking of the uh, Spencer weave, though, like you were saying in the beginning with the Weimar Republic and all that, do you think that it's more likely that they're going to be dressed in a brown suit as opposed to just a regular suit? If you if you catch my drift. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um... They try, they try and sort of avoid all the iconography, you know, like, because bad optics, you know. Mm. They, you know, they don't want to look like, say for, say, for example, like, you know, you've got Antifa running around with their, like, you know, the black the black block clothes dressed completely in black. If far-right groups started doing that, the government would come down fucking so hard on them. Oh, yeah. So fucking hard. They would come in and clamp right down on that. You know, anti Antifa get a lot more leeway with it because, you know, they are useful for the time being mm. well then the brown yeah. shirt in spirit if you will do you think that one is likely or the other one is likely is it more likely that we'll have kind of like a return to 80s 90s america which I, a lot of people in the chat fault me for wanting us to go back to or do you think that it's going to again be like you were saying before this far right wave to counter the far left wave I, you know, so the history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes, right? Mm. So it's uh, we're not we're not going to be able to get back, you know, what we've had in the years past, but we are going to have like a similar ethos, just modernized. You know, for example, back in the sixties and seventies, you had the old conservatives that had two and a half kids with a white picket fence, like walking past the park and smelling weed and going fucking hippies. Fucking hippies screaming at them with a the long hair and shit like that. Basically, we are going to have, you know, sort of a similar mindset to that, but it's just going to be like different types of people. Because mm. uh, a lot of people say, you know, the conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. Oh yeah. Well, well yeah. love. What, what were you talking about before I had to reboot my computer? We were talking. So, we were talking about me being Jewish and all the flack I oh, get. Already? On That's <laughs> already. That's a PCR record. <laughs> Usually it takes a few minutes into the stream to... Uh... Yes, yes, exactly. It's like no. a death match. They grab the light tubes right away instead of doing a few wrestling moves. They have to... <laughs> um, no, but what... I want... <laughs> what, what did you ask, Sayla? Well, I wanted to get into uh, history a little bit and put you, Geo, slightly on the spot because whatever Well, we no, are... before I wanted okay. to ask a broad question... Go for it. Yeah, oh, oh, and before, before, I'm just have a quick, quick cigarette. <laughs> before, before the broad question, everybody who's watching, subscribe to BTR. We have the best guests. We have the best <laughs> streams of all time. Subscribe right now, and you're not going to regret Patreon. it. Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Break the Rules. I'm going to add the link in there. Become a patron. You're going to get beautiful wooden magnets. Uh, anyway, Geo, go ahead, buddy. Oh, so, um, Count Take, they're very interesting in that I think out of a lot of people that came up 
it's hard to place the genealogy because you came almost like right after the Gamergate stuff, right? Like yeah. whereabouts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I pretty much just as Gamergate was winding down was, yeah. was when I came onto the scene. Yeah. Though I, I still get blamed for Gamergate. <laughs> <laughs> even though it's like I didn't, I didn't even have an account <laughs> during Gamergate, oh, man. I was I was a lurker when all that shit was happening. <laughs> Some yeah. I, I, there's also this interesting uh, video by some low level uh, bread tuber about your video on the the uh, the musician going around the uh, the, oh, the Scottish National Gallery. Loner box, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. He, yeah, he's he's a he's a grifter. He's a really oh, big grifter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but what I wanted to ask is, uh, your it seems that out of all of the original i mean it's i want to take a shower even saying this term the original like anti-sjw youtubers it seems that you've managed to like um transform your content into something that is not just original and captivating and addicting because like you can watch mad lads you watch one you gotta watch like it's yeah. like watching sopranos clips on youtube yeah. right but so w where do you see the youtube landscape in term because you still have your other channel doing more like political like old school reaction video content i mean yeah. well not reaction video you know what i mean uh political yeah. videos um so where do you see the sort of future of not just the people that you were with uh but also i guess politics on youtube in general because it seems that breadtube with institutional support and sort of like astroturfing has managed to like sink a, a deep root into political content on youtube artificially i would say because a lot of your co-patriots were banned of course but yeah. you know so where well, do you see the future of not just your content but also the sort of youtubers of that era that are still around i know sargon has managed to uh maintain a relevance and sort of transform himself a little bit but you know i think there were some people where it was it became the only type of content that they made yeah. and i've i've I knew from the beginning when I was wanting to make a series go on YouTube that that's not something that you do. Like, don't pigeonhole yourself into a particular thing because see once whatever fad or trend or anything that's happening at the time, because see as soon as that goes, you go. Mm -hmm. Like that's it, it's yeah. over with, right? Remember, remember react like reaction videos. You had people like Jinx and all these like big major ones that were pulling in like millions of views a day. And then after a while, when everyone went, hey, reaction videos are cringe. <laughs> like, these are, they add nothing. Yeah. Like, so fuck this. And then they died. They died. They're still around, but they're, nowhere, they're making nowhere near the bank that they used to. Oh. Um, it's the same for like certain games as well. You know, a video game might be huge for a while. And then as soon as that video game dies, so does your channel, because that was the only type of content that you made. But I for a long time was making a lot of like free speech content and stuff like that. And I was just getting miserable because I was just delivering bad news <laughs> like all the time. Here's, here, here's, you know, reason number a hundred about why we are going to be become China any day now, <laughs> any day now. <laughs> and uh, I was just getting miserable and I decided yeah. to do my You were, and... you were, you were this close to putting a map behind you. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I've, I've been in, I've been in that room. I have stood in front of that map. <laughs> I've stood, I've gazed uh, upon his map. Well, it seems uh, that certain YouTubers and certain Twitter accounts, it's almost as if it becomes an odd form of like demoralization pornography, depending on what political side you're on. Like, oh, Black, Black they're Pilling. doing it now. Yeah, yeah but blackpilling. It's like, uh, that was, 
one of the reasons as well is like some people didn't want to change with the times like yeah. i will say like from you know uh, 2014 until i would say the beginning of 2018 you know the yeah. whole yeah. the whole you know fuck the right wing fuck the left wing you know fucking SJWs versus the anti SJWs that was fucking huge back then that was oh, huge that yeah. was absolutely banging views because of gamergate because of trump the election, the Trump presidency, you know, all of that was massive. But I have even noticed, like, it was trailing off after 2018, but especially after Biden won, it just yeah. tanked. Like, oh, yeah. there is still an interest in it. You know, there are still some that are very popular, but the ones that survived were the ones that had, like, the big, the huge fan base to prop them up. Yeah. So see, for example, Crowder. Crowder's going to be around for a while. He has a yes. very dedicated fan base, so he's going to be fine. But then you get other people, and there's a lot of the most. The, of the little ones, ones they're, they're gone. Oh, yeah. they're all gone. They're all gone. And it's like, but the thing is, that it was, it was, a, I remember it being the left wing who had the most uh, figures, or maybe they just yelled at me the loudest. <laughs> maybe that's why I knew them. So people like, David Sherritt, Steve Shives, <laughs> shit rat, fucking <laughs> yeah, fisty splinters, fucking uh, Queen Queen Bumblebee or whatever the hell she was fucking <laughs> called, man. I can't Crouch. remember. But yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Crowd and yeah. uh, well, no, there's normie content now. I gotta well, be, gotta give him that. He does well, normie history content. <laughs> David, well, it was David Sherritt and Jeff Holliday, and they they used to be with us, you know, back back when they oh, were cool. God, Jeff Holliday. <laughs> Yeah, I remember oh. Jeff Holiday as well. Oh no, pizza-related <laughs> incident right there. That's yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> Jeff Jeff Holiday. Oh, he changed. Me and me and him used to be like really good friends, and then yeah, I remember that. Ah, uh, it's not it's not not worth going into. Mm. But the oh, yeah. So this would be a drama stream. Yes. So if uh, we, uh, before, yeah. but also like I would say that the ones that it depends because Sargon came out of it quite well, but the ones who sort of during 2019 burnt themselves out through the uh the ibs thing like you managed to avoid that largely the internet blood sports because that was like a, sh a sinking ship going down too fast i mean it was yeah. uh blood 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 sports was a very brightly burning candle it was not gonna last <laughs> long like see i watched a few streams right and i was like YouTube's going to come right down on this. Like, they are yeah. going to come in and just start swinging the ban hammer. Like, mm. there, there is no way that YouTube are going to allow this to continue. Mm. And look, look well, what fucking happens. Well, BT, BTR, like, what, yeah. what this is right now, the stream that you're on here, I think of it as trying to take a certain element of blood sports because there are confrontations that occur here on stream, but at the same time having it be, like, slightly big brain. <laughs> Like Gio, would would that be the right way of saying? Oh, you you are asking a lot. <laughs> you are, yeah, you're asking, you're quite asking a, bit. a lot of the internet. Yes, <laughs> it's like we're gonna we're just gonna scream and insult each other, but we're gonna use big words. <laughs> it's it's without the gamer words, I guess. Love that could be. Uh, no, not yeah. just without the gamer words. I think in general we have higher level conversation i don't oh, know yeah I we've had know. a few blips along the way i mean we could name yeah. on, the, on our hands the disastrous a... uh but we well, also had people it, like uh <laughs> but we also had people like dennis mckenna for example you know we had yeah. like high you know highly intelligent people who come on here as well as like mainstream people together with anonymous internet people so that combination that's different from blood sports but it's uh, something that i think it's, is overdue it's funny how um the, uh, one of the best 
um, documentaries on the life of Aleister Crowley rather than like the like ridiculous kayfabe of his you know followers is from Count Dankula because we yes. had a Crowley stream that was a total disaster. Oh. We had to lock our accounts on Twitter. Oh man, they came for us hard. So, but, but really, like yeah. Crowley stuns. Yeah. Well, in specific, there was this lady who I'm not going to name her TikTok name. TikTok witch. Yes, there was this TikTok witch. I, I, I literally, I literally pretty much flat out called him a pedophile in my video. Yeah, and like, yeah. No, no, that I'm wasn't like, the reason. Anna Glowy, Anna Glowy. Count Danko, that was not the reason. The reason why she got mad is when I started Chat bringing off. up. Well, chat, sure, but also I started bringing up Bohemian Grove, and I was uh, I was treating it okay. I was treating it with kid gloves. I was just saying like, okay, like what what do we know about this place? We know that a bunch of rich, well connected people go there. We know that there was this videotape that uh, Alex Jones took, and I can go to Google Maps and I could see exactly where this place is. She ended up freaking out on me trying to connect the occult to these tinfoil hatted conspiracy theories like she did not want those two things to coexist but they do coexist it's like the, the burning of the giant <laughs> owl if you know the, the symbolic sacrifice in the front of it you know that's actually Cremation some of those of care. Some, yeah. some of those are actually based on old scottish pagan rituals so yeah exactly i mean these yeah. are things that i have uh, no problem getting into or moloch or things of that nature or the stuff that's going on like with the epstein temple but to have her react like that I don't really know what to make of it. I guess she tries to distance herself from anything that her signaling kind of tells her, okay, this is conspiracy theory. But you're worshipping Crowley, be... though. That's kind of like... Yeah, it's kind of like... You know? I, I, this is where you just go, oh, I just don't want to be connected to any of that. Yeah, that's nice. Magic isn't real, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I, no, I disagree, <laughs> Count Dago. Magic is real. But you have to read Julius Evola to understand the oh, magic boy. is real, in my opinion. No, I'm, <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm talking about Expelliarmus bullshit, right? Oh, like, yeah, that... yeah, that's yeah. crap. No, yeah. I, thought, I thought we used to go say magic is real. Have you ever seen a sunset? Shut <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that he fucked up. I didn't know he fucked Christian Amerdi. I didn't know, because Christian Amerdi had a famous uh, falling out with Theosophy. And I wonder if Crowley cucking him probably provoked him. <laughs> from see there was this book he wrote in theosophy of course you've never read it before so sorry just enter up for a second i am still here and i can still talk i just turned my camera off so i can hang out my back door to have a fag oh no like, problem at all oh, it's yeah. all right yeah. <laughs> but it's all right he's scottish he could say that word on YouTube. yes so oh yes yes i mean fag <laughs> means cigarette where i'm from it's fine so what um, i what i also wanted to get into here well first off if this uh, anti-SJW stuff is not really the um, coupe de grace anymore. What exactly do you think replaced it now? Like, what would you say is the spirit of the times that a lot of people are reaching out to right now who are online if it's not this SJW, uh, anti-SJW uh, back and forth? Well, the, the, the SUW, anti-SUW stuff is going to continue because basically politics still exists and still governs mm -hmm. a lot of our lives and it is very left versus right. And that, that's going to continue for a very long time. So basically the, the whole left versus right thing on YouTube and Twitter and all that, that's going to be here. That's going to continue. There might be some new contenders on the scene. You know, there might be some big names that fade away. But 
is it ever going to be as big as it was like 2014 to 18? I don't think so. Because mm. remember, remember how back in the day, like Reddit atheism was like a huge thing. By the oh. way, the, the athe- yeah. atheism YouTube was actually the source of a uh, yeah yeah SJWs and anti SJWs and all that. That that was what it was before they broke apart and became what was it? The the skeptics and atheism plus, plus and atheism yeah. plus went on to become all the left wingers and skeptics became well the skeptics, you know. Yeah. Atheism Sar- plus Sargon and all that. Yeah. Now those those what... days like God <laughs> really? Hmm? And then who would who would have who would have thought that, you know, like it's about eight years later that would have turned into like Frank Hassel turning up at Boogie's door threatening to butt fuck him. <laughs> By the way, friend of the show, Frank Castle. That's right, yeah. He's been he, on he, multiple times. He has. Fuck it, I um, fucking love Frank. He's a, yeah. he's a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm pure like, <laughs> I don't condone what he does. I do not encourage it, but God damn, is it funny. <laughs> Lev is obsessed with uh, Jessica. Uh, Jessica, from... yes. Count Ankyl, are you aware of Jessica? Do you know who I mean when I say Jessica? Uh, is this Wax the Balls, bigot? No, so one of Frank oh. Castle's videos where he played the good doctor, Dr. Don Wario, there was this... Uh, <laughs> in the grocery store. Yeah, in the grocery store. That? There was this guy who looked, I guess, Latin American or Middle Eastern, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, here, here is a tweet that I did, if you can see the uh, gallery view over here. Uh, here is Dr. Don Wario, and this is Jessica over here. So just... <laughs> I've I've seen clips. I've not seen the whole thing, but I've seen clips. I, I've I've actually subscribed to Frank Castle on his on his Gumroad. I haven't watched these videos in a while, so I I've been meaning to see that one. So uh, oh, so Dr. Don Wario's whole thing is he wanted to uh, sissify and bimbify Jessica over here. Uh, you know, you, bimbo gas. Yeah, with bimbo of, of gas. Course. So what I ended up doing, I ended up doing this little uh, Photoshop over here, which is going to load in a second. Everybody subscribe. Let me uh, do another screenshot. Oh, here we, here we go. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. So that's uh that's a bimbified Jessica right there, but that wasn't all. As soon as I discovered that now we have the ability to use artificial intelligence for this stuff, here was the uh, next version. So this was the uh <laughs> Looks full... hotter in there. That <laughs> yeah, fully I mean, uh yeah, it's missing the lipstick. That's gilf material right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that, yeah. I would I would I would hassle doctrine that. Yeah. <laughs> And then you'd enter inside hassle doctrine stuff. Yeah. And then my and then my uh, worst fantasies. I fantasize about what if Frank could actually meet this guy, like find out, track him down, find out who this guy is. He probably has a family. He probably needs to provide for them, and the economy's not getting any better. So what if Frank would raise money, like pay money to actually get this guy to like actually bimbify himself? You know, like actually, like put on a wig and put on the. We lips. could get a crowdfund going. Go fund me. Yeah, go. because because he got so yeah, angry. like every viral tweet on a Twitter, it's like donate to this trans person's uh, confirmation surgery. You know, <laughs> yeah, it blows up. It could be the go. same thing. But I wanna I wanna get back to uh, Mad Lads. First off, do you find that you've also turned into a scholar, historian, whatever you want to say, from the amount of research that you do? when uh doing these videos like what exactly does it take to put one of these together a wikipedia page <laughs> there you go i'm kidding i'm kidding on. Like, I, I go along with the meme when everyone's like oh yeah you're that guy from youtube that reads wikipedia <laughs> like, 
And yeah, I will admit, like we use the Wikipedia pages, but mostly as a timeline to get the events of the life in chronological order. So what we then do is we go, okay, we've got this period of his life, and then we go off the Wikipedia page and go, did they do any interviews for any magazines or is there footage or is there photos and that's all the type of stuff that we do like we don't because there are people that literally just read the wikipedia page yeah and i, I was yeah. like i i don't want to be that i don't want to do that that's lazy as fuck but like we like we've got writers and like sometimes it can take up to like two weeks to put together a video oh. And all that, like fucking <clears throat> like uh, the alistair crowley script was uh, a mixture it was it was about it was one mainly one guy and then another two of his help and that's how long it took to put Crowley together. Um so there's a lot of work that goes into like the research part because even though I, I make jokes going, Yeah, I just read Wikipedia for a living anyway, here's Red Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Recon your boy, yeah. your boy Red Shadow Legends, yes. Anyway, anyway it's your boy, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but I, tr I try and avoid like just having the Wikipedia page. I, I want stuff that's not on the wiki. I want stuff that people don't know about the person as long as it's, you know, obviously something absolutely fucking mental. Well, I, lear was, I learned um, a lot of new things about Rasputin, by the way. As somebody who came from oh, Russia, yeah. that was uh, that was very, uh, really cool. You have a Rasputin physiognomy, love, if you grew up the beard. <laughs> well, be... my uh, my dad, and by the way, let me do a plug for my dad real quick. His name is Alexander Polyakov, and he does these beautiful nutcrackers, and he also does wooden sculptures. So if you become a patron at patreon.com slash break the rules, you can get a sculpture of his. But I'm not just uh, shilling. The reason do you have why... the Sticks Hexenhammer well, one, love? Uh, not here, because Sticks has it, but uh, I'll posted as well but here is a, a photo Rasputin. that's sure yeah. sure but here is the rasputin that my father <laughs> oh, he created. Did a rasputin one. Yeah, yeah, yeah my father oh, did a rasputin nutcracker nice. so he does these russian style i mean look guys who knows uh count dankula if you want a count dankula nutcracker maybe we can work something out i mean you'd never say never for christmas time but uh but anyway <laughs> what i want to get into with uh mad lad specifically is the kind of conversation that geo and i have about history I end up siding more with the life really sucked back then, you know, despite any things that we want to kind of bring back into today's world as far as family, community, all that good stuff. This, oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. back in the back of the day we are like, oh my my five year old's got a bit of a cold. Oh, that sucks, bro. Here's some literal fucking heroin. No, we we gotta go further back before heroin yeah. even, like back in the Middle Ages. Like uh, Geo, I want you, if possible, to defend as much as you can the old days, like the medieval days, like you would when Candankula is not well, here. Well, that's such a and nebulous I'm... concept, Lev. That's, no, but there are certain, no, but there, there are certain things that you think that back then, um, you know, people were better off. I'm not saying medicine wise, but I'm saying like in terms of not having the government intrude as much as far as, you know, I'm going to throw in the wife beating. You know what I'm talking like, about. Like a, like a societal structure. To, to be fair, the, the government intruded like fuck back then as well. And okay. not, not just the government, the church too. All right, there we go. So, Gio, what do you, yes, there we go. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Okay, Gio, defend the basin red, red pilled church uh, no, control I mean, I structure. Think, uh, well, I think the problem is that um, a lot of like trad discourses. Uh, it is like a, with rose-colored glasses, but also exactly what is tradition is not simply 
a sort of temporal like history of like well if things are like you know further back then obviously that was good i think it's more of just having um really quickly i'm butchering it but it's more of having like an integrated worldview that is sort of um where one's notion of the self but also the state one lives in and of course the state as we know it was different back then it wasn't like the modern you know post-westphalian state but let's for convenience sake let's say the region or the state or the empire which you are living in there is sort of a coherent sense of one's place in the world i think that's what people that are you know trad con or whatever uh, that i think that's what they're pining for they're not necessarily saying isn't it cool that you know my uh, four-year-old is dying of dysentery. It's it's more of these. Hmm. I guess maybe the aesthetics as well. That's probably another trad larp hmm. type of thing. But but if, if we get but, rid of the dysentery and diseases, let's say we throw those out of the window. Uh, Candancula, as far as just the control that uh, the government or the nobility or the king had over the people what exactly was that like like would this be a kind of life where like if you know your position then you could just get used to it and it would be a fulfilling life or was it hell on earth or is it a little bit of both like let there me know. was there was a lot less regulation as far as trade went but trade was also a hell of a lot riskier you know if you wanted to deliver stuff you had to invest a lot in security because, you know, there was highwaymen. There was, like, people that would just gank you and yeah. steal all of your fucking shit. Like, Cap- Captain, uh, Captain Feeney from uh, uh, Barry Lyndon, if you remember that movie. I've not seen that, no. It's a great Sorry. movie, no problem. But, um, but yeah, as, as far as there was things, like, for us, you know, with the king, there was conscription. There was a lot of stuff as well. Like, for example, the king could just come in and go, you're a blacksmith, you're a woodcutter. I realize you've spent like months making all this shit. Well, I'm taking it for this war that I've started for my own personal interest. Yeah. And everyone like and it was it was stuff like that. And like, you know, I would I would say that monarchy probably is a little bit more preferable to what we have nowadays, but monarchy is still shit. Mm. Like, I think was, also, <laughs> like there was a, a lot of delineation between powers that people don't realize. I mean, this is the juveniles argument, but the sort of like absolutism that came later near like the post Renaissance Europe, that's when things like started to become more centralized and more reliant upon like a merchant war economy. Whereas back then the peasantry had like different sort of interests that they could go to. They didn't have anything that we know is like quote unquote human rights, but they had sort of um, various like ameliatory mechanisms. Whereas like by the time the state sort of centralized, that's when you get like, horrendous abuses and now the the totalization of war for instance that's like you know the, if you trace the lineage of it as centralization increases um yeah mm. that's when a lot of fucked up shit happens. but what are the uh but what are these ameliatory uh elements that you're talking about well there was very i mean when feudalism was less centralized among the lordship in various regions there was different like bodies there was different sort of like uh peasantry groups you could in guilds you could go to if you had specific issues but um as soon as like the like in england as soon as the land gentry if i recall i'm not very good with you know specific historical facts but as soon as like the land gentry centralized that's when you had like i mean this is like on the cusp of the industrial revolution even like this is that because that, that's another thing too is like this centralization that happens with urbanization and like the uh, you know industrial revolution that's another i think 
reason why people sort of uh, chide a lot of like, you know, what happens because it seems that horrendous abuses happens as various things develop like technology and so mm. forth. So but, that's, but like, I don't know yeah. about that. Well, that would be, Oh, sorry. To no, no, in, no go, like, go for it. Like that, it goes in waves, be... right? That like, yeah. But that would be my argument against monarchy in the modern age, though, is that like with the technology we have today and all the fears we have of the abuse that can happen today in democracies, imagine what that would be like with a fucking monarchy where they just it's basically like a dictatorship. It's like North. Well, I'm not saying it would literally be North Korea, but like you're handing over so many powers with the modern technology yeah. that we have today. That is the problem, so... I think, with a lot of NRX thinking like I hate to call up as much as I respect and appreciate his writing, but I think that's a problem at the end of the day with people like Moldbug and that. It seems like yeah, you take take modern liberal like neoliberalism, but then it's hmm. like well, you know, corporate state. I don't know. Well, I, I want to get Count Dankula's views on this, but first, Geo, if you and Joel Davis got together and constructed and close as possible to an ideal system, what would it be? I can't. I, you can never answer that question. That ideal not system. not ideal as close as possible. Like if you well, got to vote for somebody to come in and uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be I think mass society the way we know it. I think that even even a cursory like early liberal nation, the way that for example the founding fathers even before with uh, Edmund Burke and and like pre French Revolution liberalism, I think like you can't have it with a society of millions upon millions of people. I think that's number one that would have to go you would have to it would necessitate that our ideas become you know like like the nation state itself would have to be in, in disruption it couldn't you know what i mean like that mm. that's number one uh but I, I don't know i can i couldn't envision a perfect system i mean i, mean, I didn't say monarchy, perfect. i guess but I, you know i don't know hmm. well how about yourself count dankula like, what would be the system that you would uh, strive towards? Because you were in politics as well. Well, you are in politics still, right? Like, you were... Uh, yeah. uh, w where are you going right now as far as your uh, political you position? Still, are you still a member of UKIP? No, no. I left UKIP, like, over two years ago. Uh, um, I thought so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was uh, basically... The party in its entirety <laughs> just shit the bed. Right? And like, one, one of the things that I don't get people Shock. still do is they go... You and Sargon destroyed it. You and Sargon destroyed Sargon it. Sargon right? destroyed no. you, kid. No, 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 no. This, this was the thing. Is me and him were like, have you ever, you ever seen that fucking like the gift from Breaking Bad where it's Aaron Paul with a glass of yeah. water? Like that, that was me and Sargon throughout the entire thing. And for some reason, people use that to like bash me and Sargon when the real person that caused the collapse of UKIP was Nigel Farage. I hate to like, say it, but that's true. It, it's, it's, it's like the, the reason for it is that there's so much shit that I could go into, right? But basically, the very, very short version is uh, Brexit passed and Nigel Farage sort of did this. My work here is done and like rode off into the sunset, but he still uh, kept on his. He, he basically took almost no active role in the management of the party or any of the events or anything like that. or elections or all that shit basically he kept his position as an MEP he kept his radio show you know he kept the he kept the money makers going mm -hmm. but outside of that he pretty much took nothing to do with the party mm -hmm. and then there was one event that we were at and it was basically the, like the UKIP conference Gerard Batten was on stage and all the big you know Neil Neil was on stage all the big names Nigel Farage came out and got booed oh right? good and we were all, we were all sitting there like, like fucking like this is UKIP 
booing Nigel Farage, right? And then oh, so, there was some people that were shouting, it's not your fucking party anymore. And I think a lot of people in UKIP resented him because they were like, Brexit happened and then you fucked off. Mm. Like you, you just well, why, why, why did he fuck off? Why did he form the uh, Brexit party? Why did oh, right? Now that's basically he said that, he was going to get out of politics, but then he formed the Brexit. Yeah. No, yeah. This, this, this is this is this is the part that doesn't add up, but this is the, we we feel we know what happened. So that happened like the whole people, and he left, he didn't hang around for drinks, he didn't hang around for any of that. shit. He, he just left, right? And like. The, after going around and talking to everyone, we could sort of tell that the opinion of Nigel Farage was not very high, apart from in the very high upper echelon of UKIP. And uh, Farage, done as usual, just disappeared again and basically took nothing to do with the party. And then uh, Tommy Robinson wanted to join UKIP, right? And everyone was like, should he be able to join? Should he not be able to join? Blah, blah, blah. And my, my response was, it should be put to a party vote. It should be put to a party vote. Like, let the party vote. If, you know, for or against, and whatever the result is, he'll either join or he doesn't get to join. Uh, before any vote could happen, uh, Gerald Batten took Tommy Robinson on as an advisor, right? So he wasn't a party member. He wasn't that part. He wasn't a member of the party. Yeah, it's a bit sneaky, that, isn't it, really? Well, it's... <laughs> He, he, Tommy literally was just supposed to be an advisor. He had no say oh, okay. whatsoever in UKIP. Like he wasn't, he didn't hold a role. He didn't have any power. He literally mm. was just giving information to Gerald Batten. And then what happened was Nigel Farage went, "Oh, that is the last straw. I'm leaving the party. The, the party has surged too far to the right." Coming from fucking <laughs> Nigel Farage, <laughs> but, but, but basically, and then a then a week later, he's like. I have a new party called the Brexit Party. It's fully codified, ratified. It's done. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It takes minimum six months to set up a political party. Yeah. And that's that's just the paperwork, right? Just the paperwork, the signatories, the signing off. You need to speak to the NEC. You need to do all manners of stuff. And it's like, but in a week, you had a political party fully up and running right. and, and ready and ready immediately to go into an election, which was just yeah. starting, just starting at the time. So basically, we think what happened was all those many, many months before when he got booed, Farage went, well, fuck it, I'm just going to start another party, but I'm only going to bring the people that like me. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so, like in that, wrestling, when oh, you yeah. have like a betrayal of a faction and someone joins another one, like yeah. when evil joined Bullet Club, it's like the announcers are like, uh, oh my God, he's got different ring gear. He must have planned this ahead of time. <laughs> now he's got the new, he's got the new world order ring here instead of the yeah. whatever faction yeah. WCW was. <laughs> but, but basically what, what ended up happening was he started this party and we all sort of knew like you started like the paperwork for this months ago back when you realized that you had lost UKIP like no one in UKIP mm -hmm. liked you anymore apart from the higher-ups and then what happened was you were like oh shit I need a reason I need a good reason and then he heard Tommy got brought on as an advisor just an advisor and Farage went oh great this, there it is the, the reason has fell into my lap yeah quick guys and it's because of Tommy bullshit you were going to leave anyway you were going to leave anyway because you had this whole other fucking political party set up. You just needed an excuse, right? The, the, you know, it was optics. That's that's why he did that. And then what happened was after that, 
all of the people in UKIP that were loyal to Nigel Farage jumped ship and went over to the Brexit party. And right. then, and there was a lot of people in the higher up places like the NEC who were back, they were begging for Farage to become the leader again. They wanted him to be the leader again, but he kept saying no. And anytime a new leader got selected, the NEC, they're like, they're sort of like, you know, the, the inner circle, you know, the, they're the top floor of UKIP. They get to decide all the shit. And a bunch of them did jump ship and go with Farage as well. But, uh, but a lot of them stayed because if they jumped ship and went to the Brexit party, they wouldn't have the level of power that they currently held within UKIP. Mm. So basically, they wanted a lateral move, but if they joined the Brexit party, it would be a demotion, so they didn't want to do that. So they just kept fucking up with UKIP, and they went through a bunch of leaders. Everyone was stabbing each other in the back over, like, <laughs> fucking decades-old fucking, like, grievances and shit. People were getting kicked out left and right, and that's when I got... I'm sitting while, while, this, while the Red Wedding was happening around me. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking Aww. around going... Well, um, are we are we still going to do all the free speech activism? <laughs> are, we, are we going to do any more events where I get to talk about free speech? And I was like, none, none at all. Okay, right. That's <laughs> true so, believer. Yeah. So basically, I so the, so that that is the story of what actually happened. Because like that's like say for example, let's say that Bernie Sanders was the, like the face of the fucking socialist movement in America, right? And there was an American socialist party. And he was the fucking like head of it. And then what happened is, you know what, the crux, you know, the crucial moment, Bernie Sanders goes, fuck the fuck the American oh, Socialist for Party. I'm, <laughs> yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go and form my own party. Now, what would happen is the vast majority of voters for the Socialist Party would go where Bernie went. They would vote for whatever, whatever party Bernie went into. He would take the votes with him because he essentially is the face of American socialism right now. Nigel Farage is literally Mr. Brexit. He is the yep. face of Brexit. He's the man that made Brexit happen. Anytime someone, may, if you ask anyone in the street who caused Brexit, they'll say Nigel Farage, right? Yeah, so, it was almost so, single-handedly, yeah. Yeah, but almost single-handedly. He had help. <laughs> but, uh, but basically, when he left, all the voters went with him. All of them. Like, man, like, a lot of, see, a lot of the voters thought UKIP was dead. They thought UKIP was mm. over as a party. So they were like, oh, it's the Brexit party now. And that's what happened. And that, that was the actual true story behind the scenes. But then everyone goes like, well, uh, you you made a racist joke on stage and then Sargon uh, said that he totally wouldn't rape an MP. And, yeah, and, the... and that's what destroyed UKIP. And it's like, I don't know why people are still saying that because the real reason is so much juicier. So mm. much fucking juice here, and they could use it to bash Farage because he did. He fucked everyone over. Like, but you know, but it's, it's my fault. It was me. I I, I, I tanked UKIP. It what, seems like it seems like um, UKIP had an opportunity there with you and Sargon to maybe reinvent themselves as well, and they just completely flopped it. Really, and they, they, that was the thing is, I wanted to do more events. See how when they says, "Do you want to come over to the European Parliament and debate the MEPs on Article 13? I was like, "Fuck yeah, I do." Babble. My, I will pay for my own flights and hotel. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to annihilate them. And the only only place in the building where they would speak to us is in this room before the big main chamber where you're not allowed to film at all. No news crews, no cameras, no, no, no journalists, nothing. And that was, the, that was the only place they would speak to us. 
and we annihilated every single one of them on all of the points and we were sitting there watching going see even though we proved them wrong watch them they're going to vote in favor of it anyway and every single oh, one of them did wow. and one of the things one of the things that really bothered me right is we we read like the document we read the legislation and there was just absolutely horrendous shit in it there were standards that were being asked to be met that see any like startup like internet social media company just couldn't do they they could not meet these requirements in the legislation google and youtube etc they they could do it no problem uh deep small startups they don't have a fucking hope in hell um and basically like all these points we were all making to them and every time we were bringing something up the meps were looking to their assistants, looking to their PAs, right? Oh. And I was like, all right, okay then. So what's happened is you've got this little 19-year-old Lithuanian to read the fucking legislation that you're about to vote on that's about to govern hundreds of millions of people. You're about to vote on this and you haven't even read it. Do you know why? Anytime I ask you a question, you're turning your head and looking at the girl who gets the coffee for guidance, Right. That's wow. That's just disgusting. <laughs> nope. right. yeah. the, the, uh, EU, the EU Parliament in Strasbourg is modelled after the Tower of Babel for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I saw a video with I think it was you and Sargon stood in the building and you were talking about it. Uh, yeah. I th- was it was it when you were in the building? I can't remember, but I remember one of you guys talking about it at the time, and like I remember thinking that was really interesting because they don't do things like that, like. Like it's on purpose. They're not. Do- that's not an accident. You know what I mean. Like they're trying to tell you. Something well, it was modeled kind of by Alexander Kojev, the Hegelian Marxist who became a bureaucrat to fulfill the end of history world universal state. So the EU is like a testing ground. But then I mean, come on, <laughs> that's kind of. But here's what I'm curious. Oh. But here's what I'm curious about. Then, since uh, you're a student and teacher of history, Count Dankula. You've uh, ran into many different, uh, very inspiring historical figures. Today, what you just said right now, those people seem more like NPCs than, you know, actual historical people. Is this just uh, naturally you're going to have a lot more people like that? So if we were to take a time machine back then to, I don't know, 1920s, 1930s, century before we'd find similar scenarios with a Count Dankula speaking to similar NBC people, or would you say in general the level has just gotten so low that these people who are in charge of things are significantly worse and significantly less aware? They, they are extraordinarily clueless. They are extremely clueless in a lot of the things that are going on. Like, say, for example, like, you were getting people that were voting on legislation about AI and they didn't even know what AI stood for. <laughs> oh, AI weapons, that sounds like some techno, some bumbly techno jargon. It's like, yeah, if, if I was, if fucking AI weapons, right? Like, we, we all know the dangers of artificial intelligence weaponry, right? Like, we all mm. know the fucking dangers, but these people had no idea and they were voting it through anyway. And the reason for that is like these. A lot of these people don't have kids. They're they're career men and women. They don't have kids. They don't have families. Mm. They have their only investment is in the now, right? That is their only investment. They don't give a fuck about the future. They want a lot of power, a lot of money, and a lot of wealth for themselves personally Mm. now. And who gives a shit what happens in the future? To be fair, though, if there was a uh, if there was somebody in the past who said similar things about the politicians saying like, oh, they only care about themselves and yada, 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 would both that person and you be just as correct 
or if you got him into the future and showed him what you uh, what you experienced, then he'd say, yes, our people are bad, yours are far worse. You know, like, I'm, I still don't know, just because I didn't live back then, but you've studied a lot more than I have. The people back then, were they just as bad? Or people people complained no. about the government just as much. They complained about the government just as much, and the government did do a lot of fucking stupid things. However, you know, the whole like see democratic republics. This was, you know, it's something that has been around for a very long time, you know, since ancient Greece, but it was never really widely adopted. You know, the main thing was monarchy. Monarchy mm. was like the big thing for a good good few thousand years. Um, but then what happened was after World War One, you know, like that was sort of the end of like global monarchies. They still exist, obviously, but nowhere near to the scale uh, that they do now. And back then, democratic republics, you know, to the scale that they've been done, it was there was a lot of teething problems. There was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of learning. So some some of the fuck ups back then you could put down to governments just going well, this is us trying this shit for the first time, you know, so if you fucked up, this is obviously a bad idea. But, and what happened was back then, if, if a law or a piece of legislation was shit, it would get withdrawn. They would go, oh, shit, this, this is causing a lot of problems. This is fucking the country up a little bit, so let's let's just like, let that slide. Whereas in the modern day, even if a law and bit of legislation comes in, regardless of the fucking problems it causes, the government will never admit it was wrong and instead just lie and say no no everything is working as intended there's a reason why, why mm. your wages are worth less and less every week inflation is a good thing yeah oh my god i've been having You're so many arguments about, about that recently oh my god uh, but does well, this it's all treats really that's i think what the difference being is that in a sort of uh more of an authoritarian system or even a monarchical system you have sort of a vision for what can take place. Whereas nowadays with the, sort of the rise of the managerial state and bureaucratization, mm. it seems that like, w w there's like a headless body. It's like, where is there to place blame? Yeah, but, it, or, but, but again, it or it's directly good. And therefore it's mm. like just good by virtue of the fact that like quote unquote liberal democracies have shoved it through, which I mean, I could say a lot about the current things left past two years, but we can't say them on YouTube. Mm. We have to use, uh, acronyms like uh the sacrament uh, but, the but, again, but again but again geo the uh the examples <laughs> that you brought up they may have worked in the past but right now as uh we talked about since we do have this overarching uh technological uh space if somebody gets that amount of power that ma that amount of top-down rule i really doubt they're going to do the right thing with that kind of control but as far as people back then who were like uh middle uh managing politicians or whatever it seems to me like there was more of an emphasis on the classical education back then for a lot of those people. There were maybe certain virtues that they held. I don't know. I mean, again, they they could all have been full of shit for all I know. But at least in how they dressed, how they conducted themselves, if I'm talking about England specifically, there seemed to be this refineness about them. And do you and, think that intellectualism was a sign of being upper class, being held in yeah. very high regard, and everyone basically it's like. I speak Latin. Me and all my homies speak Latin. Like, do we speak Latin in Britain? Fuck no, but we speak Latin. <laughs> <laughs> so that, was, that, was, that was it back yeah. then, you know. Yeah, it was a sign of status, like being an intellectual. And is that gone now, you'd say? Oh, completely. Yeah, that's completely gone. <laughs> and all that, like, and it was sort of like, you know how back in the day, like, like early Looney Tunes, right? There is a shit ton of jokes about the Greek and Roman gods and Greek and Roman mythology and stuff like that. 
Like, see, for example, like Nimrod. No one at the you know when Bugs Bunny calls fucking uh, Elmer Fudd Nimrod. In the modern day, everyone would go, oh, Nimrod obviously just must mean dumb or something. No, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> Nimrod the Hunter. <laughs> right from Greek yeah. mythology. Right. So, and that's why, like, but back then, because everyone was learning like Greek and Latin and all of that stuff, like in the educational establishments, people back then got that joke. Yeah. Right? Whereas in the modern day, you don't get classical education anymore. Like, obviously, like if you're doing if you're doing any of the STEM subjects, then it's it's not really relevant, right? You mm. know. But now, like, thanks like, to the internet, though, a lot are, of politicians yeah. are like lawyers mostly yeah. now no but really, look at for example like Bo- boris johnson though like count ankula boris johnson is somebody who can recite the <laughs> iliad you know fluently <laughs> in greek i mean would you say that that's kind of a holdover from the past you know he went to eaton he's really well yeah, educated. I, was gonna, I was gonna say he went to eaton and eaton mm-hmm. college based they hold on firmly to that classical like education like the old school like see the intellectuals of the 1800s like type stuff they've they've held very tightly onto that because yeah jacob know, Rees-Mogg is another one yeah. like that as well isn't he oh uh, yeah. yeah oh yeah, Big yeah. Time. but it Classic it's still British. but it still does not seem to be enough you'd say for at least the people who are in power right now to have that much of an effect i guess the thing that concerns me is i know that you're a libertarian i lean pretty libertarian as well but i still believe in a hierarchy i still believe that there should be like very powerful in terms of intellectual ability people who have a certain resonance who let's say are an example for others to follow and if that's not going to be the case through government which it doesn't seem like it will be the case how can we regain something of that in the uh, in the future i think it would just be a case of no one should have any of that type of power nobody should have that type of power over anyone like you know i'm talking you know, possibly like the absolute late stage libertarianism where just everyone, you know, everyone's front garden is its own country. No one has power over anybody else because it's a case of like you get you do get good rulers, right? You do get good rulers like yeah. uh, was it Uruguay? The guy, I forget the guy's name and I feel really bad about it. But this guy went in and reformed the absolute shit out of the government and he basically like drastically increased Uruguay's GDP, illegalized weed, illegalized a bunch, decriminalized a bunch of drugs and instead made the focus towards like rehabilitation instead mm-hmm. of, you know, just locking shit tons of people up and basically, you know, the economy boomed and everyone was happier and all that type of stuff. And yeah, you do get good rulers, but unfortunately you get bad rulers. Yeah. In, my, in my opinion, a lot more bad rulers than you do mm-hmm. good ones because yeah. All, yeah, all you are to them is a vote. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't even need it. A, filters yeah. down as well to like the more hmm. local level. On I like, don't know about that. On like the on like a corruption level, because like I started doing architecture a little while ago, and like I had to interact with councils around here. And whether it's Labour Council or Tory Council, doesn't really matter. All of them are trying to. It, all of them are trying to raise their property prices. So if you're yeah. trying to build, do building projects and stuff like that in their area, they'll purposefully stall it in order to like you know raise house prices, create the housing bubble and stuff like that. And I just find it amazing that like Labour will bang on about the housing crisis, and yet their councils are engaged in all this shit all the time, and it's yeah. so fucking annoying. Mm. I think the a, lot, is... a lot of people, a lot of people in the upper echelons of all the parties own a lot of property. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. That's true. Oh, Gio, you were saying the problem. Well, the problem I think is that with any sort of absolutist, or well, I mean that's uh, not the right word. With any sort of, I think. 
centralized system, you really need people to have sort of a coherent, like cultural, uh, religious, even racial understanding of each other in order to truly work in any sort of sense. Uh, nowadays, I think, well, especially in, I would say, the sort of Anglosphere, North America in particular, I think that that's almost an, a, mm. not an impossibility. You want to be totally. No, black, but we were we were on but that. But it's road. like let's face it; it's pretty much an improbability. No, no, but Gio, Gio, hold on, like, hold on. Oh, no, I know, I know. This guy did not just say that I was part of the Anglosphere. Oh, I'm so <laughs> terribly offended, Scott. Well, well, that you is. You don't want to come after the Celts, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, 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 Gio, Gio. I do have to push back though, because what you're talking about right now. We're still assuming not a utopia here, but I'm still assuming that there were a lot of problems that people faced, even if they all look the same in this kind of top down rule before absolutism. I'm not talking about after absolutism. I know that that's the point that you made about after absolutism. Things got a lot well, even more if you're a libertarian, like like I'm not a libertarian by any well, I was for many years. But even like if you look at Hoppe, I mean, even that system can shift to a more of a. Uh, for lack of a better term, absolutist understanding of political rule. Mm. I mean, if anything, Hoppe and even certain writers like Heinlein would demonstrate that the only way to achieve any like meaningful libertarian society is if you did have a top-down structure sort of guarding you from the rear, if you to mm. you know what I mean. Like, I guess I it depends. Well, it depends on the size yeah. of the structure because I'm not for sort of an autocracy where a lot of uh, people are dependent on the decision of a particular person that's not going to be well challenged. And I don't know, I still doubt that there was this uh, fairness about the way the church conducted business back in those uh, pre-absolute monarchy days. Like, I think there was still a lot of corruption going around just because of human nature. I know, like, that's why I still like, even though you could say that these are memes, these uh, checks and balances, which, again, I know it's not working out great, but it still seems like if there were well, no checks and balances, for, things like, would get a lot worse, especially well, we in the technological the ancient, age. We mentioned the ancient regimes, and that was pretty much the universal consensus among every both external and court philosopher was that democracy would be a total disaster anywhere you implement it. I of mean, course, from, I'm not talking well, about democracy. Course, say that. <laughs> I'm not talking about democracy, though. But anyway, I want to get back to well, Count Dankula when it comes to um, when it comes to libertarianism. Where do you think uh, the line should be drawn as far as the amount of hierarchy that uh, is required for us not to just devolve into a bunch of uh, animals, into whatever, you know what I mean? Like, Because at a certain point, we need some role model. We need something to look up to. Otherwise, what's the incentive for uh, you know getting better? I don't know. Well, then, <laughs> what you should look up to is yourself. Then there's your incentive to getting better. Oh, man, I'm like you're 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 the master of your own fucking destiny. Why do you need someone else to tell you what you're supposed to do? If you're born uh, without without like a family to guide you, like if you're being raised by wolves, then you're gonna act like a wolf. I don't know. Am I wrong here? I, I mean, don't, I'm, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, okay, I'm kind of taking Geo's side a little bit right now, just to be a devil's advocate. That's what I mean. You really need a culture and an understanding of. Your place in the world, to even oh, there, there will be a culture. Libertarianism doesn't mean like no culture. Like everyone oh, is yeah. still going to be interacting and mingling and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And obviously, depending on what, depending on where you are geographically, is going to obviously like dictate like what your culture ultimately comes to be. Because obviously, you absorb you know 
social behaviours from your surroundings and those could end up forming part of your character as an adult. So, for example, if I was born in the Middle East, I would be a very different person. If I was born in London, I would be the same type of person I would be in the Middle East. But... <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, but, but yeah, but like, you know what I mean? But it would yeah. be a case of as well, like... Uh, one of the things that people like to talk about as well is, you know, like refugees, immigrants and migration and stuff like that as well. Or what would happen yeah. with that under libertarianism and everything? Well, it would actually like mostly grind to a halt because it's a case of, well, if you want to come over here, you've got to fucking pay for it. Like no government to hold your hand, no subsidies, no free housing, no welfare. If you want to come over here, you need to fucking pay for it. You need to work like everyone fucking else. Hmm. Right, so ultimately, it would be a case of anyone who would move to an area, it would be someone that like had money. It would be someone that had a, a work ethic. It would be someone who actually had some type of capital, right? So they're not going to be, you know, a mindless barbarian or anything like that. You know, if they want to come over here, then you know that's fine. Pay for it. But is that something that people who are, let's say, going to be living in England or wherever? is going to be this uh, much more libertarian place. Is this something that they would just uh, agree upon? Or is it still something that has to be somewhat, I'm not saying like heavily iron-fistedly enforced, but still something that should be kind of nudged slightly to get people into a certain direction? Like looking at uh, Korea, for example, South Korea. Americans, uh, you know, after the Korean War, they put a lot of emphasis on education, and there was a sort of a hierarchy there when it came to, you know, older people teaching younger people, and now look at Korea. I mean, it's got its own share yeah, of problems. Yeah, they went off but... the rails with their culture and their civilization. Now we have oh, K-pop. Oh, boy. Okay, fine. Fine, uh, K-pop. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm sorry, Squid sorry, game. sorry. And anything that created K-pop was an awful example of culture. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. That that, is... that, 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 K-pop made me root for the North. That's <laughs> <laughs> Korea. That's Korea. All right, I guess I'm taking an L, an L on that well, I one. Wonder, well, did you want to answer the question? Because I want to ask you about Scotland in particular. But... Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm curious, Count Dankula, what exactly do we uh, need here to have the culture? Because I agree that there will be different cultures, but how would a culture that thrives on pressure be able to be enforced within the group if there wouldn't be that much of a uh, government control? Well, it would become through like social interactions. Like people want to mostly interact with people who are culturally like the same as them. You know, like people like for like for example, unless you're like on vacation or whatever, and you want to drink in the culture and the wide range of restaurants and like you know that that type of shit, right? But obviously, like like I said, whenever you're growing up in an area, like your social behaviors are shaped by the social behaviors of those around you, and that's where culture comes from. Right, basically, societies start, everyone, you know, behaviors begin to spread and take form and everything. And obviously, those behaviors then get passed down, like from generation to generation. Like, say, for example, you know, my, my granny grandfather was Scottish, my mum and dad were Scottish. I, like, I'm not going to start suddenly acting like an Egyptian. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like the, 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 cu the culture like, gets passed on down the generation. But yeah. In this in this world, like, is there borders and stuff like that as well? Because I'm just I'm just wondering, like, how you would keep like, because you're saying like people would come over if they had money, and but would there not also be people that want to come over to try and take shit from other people as as well? Like, if there's like no borders and kind of no rules, is, is isn't that opening the floodgates to like other shit going on? 
No, they're basically, if people did try to invade, you have basically it's your property. Like you're just the same as any country has the right to use any means necessary to defend itself. Oh, so the population so can... would have guns and stuff. Is oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh right, fuck right, yeah, right. fuck okay, yeah. Right, we right. would have guns. <laughs> we could we could have whatever fucking guns we wanted. Um, yeah. Well, I don't they... know. I mean, you'd still have uh, other powers. Also, also the Chinese. If... I mean. Uh, yeah, I know, but also if you wanted to hire a private military contractor to carry out the security for you, that's something you can do as well. Mm. But within the, but then uh... we'd have people killing each other. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like a Sinaloa in the eighties of every fucking. Would, it'd be you like would, if Facebook would, like... had a militia, you know, I mean, Google had a militia. <laughs> no, I, and, like... I know. They... Have, it'd be like no, it'd be like Weimar Germany. You'd have like Antifa in the streets going at it with uh, the uh, the reactionary, uh, you know, a certain. Other ideology on the right, uh, you know. I mean, oh, I don't know. Think that, but it wouldn't. There would, there would be a lot more uh, diplomacy between it to obviously avoid any type of bloodshed happening. Because unlike you know, democratic republics and societies, you know, like the one that I envision, uh, war is in fact bad for business instead of it being good for business, like it is in the fucking current day. I, I think uh, mm, I agree there. But also, what would, what would be your like take on the way that uh, to put on my like you know critique uh, hat? But like, what would be your take on just the nature of capitalism itself and how it is manifested? Like in that sort of libertarian state, do you think that the parameters by which we do the quote unquote free market would have to change? Because it seems that capital sort of incentivizes massive centralization given a huge period of time it seems that it accelerates i know that word is such a meme term but it accelerates certain centralization of a con not just economy but also society it's, it's, in general. It's, it's under current regulations that stop valid competitors coming up like i just mentioned earlier by article 13 like they wanted to impose massive rules and requirements on uh, massive rules and regulations mm. on big tech companies basically we want you to examine every single fucking pixel of content that comes up. If it's copyrighted, you must remove it immediately, right? Whereas someone as big as Google, you know, with their algorithms, and it turns out that a lot of those algorithms that do that, Google owns the patent to them. So basically, this small company mm. would have to make its own fucking algorithm because Google isn't going to hand out its fucking algorithm, even for a price, you know, even yeah. for a price to a competitor. That's not something that they're going to do. So no valid competition can arise. So regulation actually restricts valid uh, regulation restricts competition. The more rules and regulations that you apply, it stops the little guy coming up. You're building walls in front of the little guy. But unfortunately, you know, all the big massive companies, they're already well beyond those walls. They have the financial means to stay where they are. Yeah, okay, it lowers you know their net profit at the end of the year a little bit, but they're already at the top of the ladder, right? You know, all, all these regulations do is remove the fucking ladder and don't let the little guy come up. So basically, the way capitalism is being run now causes centralization. Hmm. I would uh, I would yeah. agree with that actually. So uh, my criticism is not geos. Mine, again, goes back to those uh, eaten betters or whatever you want to call them, where I understand that cultures would be able to f exist, different ones. But I yeah. still don't understand when it comes to resurrecting something that, at least from uh, just uh, imagining it, seems to be the result of there having been 
a certain kind of, you know, upper class, you know, not top down, but like an expanded upper class uh, rule when it comes to having certain standards that, let's say, people who are, you know, like the masses would then emulate, kind of like copying a certain fashion. So let's say a lot of the traditions that were passed down to uh, all of us were the result of, let's say, some people in their castles uh, you know, having the court philosopher, whatever, whichever combinations here resulted in how people dressed, how people conducted various uh, rites. And I don't know how can we get back to that in there just being like pure every man for himself type of libertarianism. It's, Maybe it's, I'm wrong. It, uh, yeah. it's, it's not every man for himself. It's every, like, it would be in that sense in regards to his private property. But I think. A lot of people sort of think libertarianism is I'd like 50 homesteads with a guy on the front porch <laughs> and a rocking chair with a shotgun <laughs> and like none, none of them talk to each other. <laughs> like, and that's that's not the case. It would still be like a normal society. Everyone would still interact and trade and you know take part and like they would be sharing their labor, you know, mutual exchange, you know, private private contracts, free contracts, you know, all of these like hmm. consensual interactions, those would still happen on mass. Like, you would still have everyone going down to the local pub. You would still have everyone going to music concerts and all those other types of things as well. And obviously social interactions happen, you know, when all of that is going on, then culture spreads and, you know, that you get a sort of, you know, behaviour that becomes homogenous with everyone. You know, like I said, you know, this, the more social interact, if people socially interact, then culture forms. And obviously, say, for example, if like right now, where, where I live, you know, let's say that Glasgow and Scotland just go boom, libertarian city yes. state. There you go. A hundred years from now, that city's still going to be Glaswegian, the Glaswegian dialect, Glaswegian accent, you know, Glaswegian customs of stabbing each other. That great Scottish pastime. Yeah, the great, the great Scottish pastime of uh, getting drunk and then waking up and having a fight. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh. But basically, that that would still happen. Like, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, see how it says that as far. One of the things that does affect culture is immigration. You know, if you yeah. have a lot of people of varying different cultures, you know, getting thrown in there, then obviously that can affect the social interactions and change their course, and that can have an effect on culture. Whereas with libertarianism, if you want to live here, you can, but you you fucking pay for it. You pay for it. You want to live here, you pay the rent. You want to live here, you buy the land. Right? So that's why, basically, I feel that libertarianism would actually do well for helping the culture. And at least if people did move here, it would be people with money, which means they have a work ethic, you know, so they are, you know, maybe wanting to, you know, expand their factory operations or something instead of, you know, <laughs> going, going into a back of a taxi with a bomb strapped to their chest, you know. Hmm. But what, so, let's uh, say, but what well, I don't know. But, I think no, but maybe what, it's true what, what Nick Lenz said yeah. that as society grows more complex with technology and mass migration, that any system other than a, like overt fascism would just be a waste of time and too too complicated. I don't know. Oh, maybe God, he's yeah. right. No, but what <laughs> bang Numina people? No, I agree about the uh, pubs and concerts and all that good stuff. But what about the Eatons and the Latin and all that? Like, I'm trying to imagine would, how that would, can they exist. Would, they would, they would still exist. They would, they would still exist because they, they have the option to. Nothing's restricting them from existing. Like that's something that's already established, and I feel it's something that would, that would still continue. I mean, a lot of people, are, 
I will admit now, like it, there are some things that go into fashion because a lot of things are back in the day you could learn things like as a hobby. This is just a little thing that I want to learn, but yeah. we are like a very work-centric society yeah. right now. So whenever people go mm-hmm. to university, they're like, I the knowledge that I get here has to be knowledge that lets me get a fucking job. Yeah. Like that's yeah. I that's I, I don't want a little like Latin why the I want to be a programmer. Why the fuck do I need to learn Latin? <laughs> Like, but then like, what was the problem? But then what the was that? Uh, become finishing schools. Yeah, but what was that thing originally though that got them to take those hobbies up? That got them to learn Latin? Like, what was that particular culture? Like, it was a social. That was yeah. a, that was a social. That was a social thing because being an intellectual was seen as being of high status. There we go. Basically, there we go. What was the Faustian spirit of? Basically, but way back then, being able to recite the Iliad in fluent Greek was the equivalent of walking in there with like a Gucci jacket. Yeah. So <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. But then what? Your dick around. Yeah, but then you're, what you're, defines you're, you're, high leaning, status? Leaning going, I'm well, it was. To, it I'm about love, to say the was... Lord's Prayer in Latin. Yes, <laughs> I, I fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also, I think, the Faustian spirit of European peoples. I mean, say what you want. I mean, yes, all the. Uh, you know, racism and genocide. But, like, look at the British Empire. I mean, they collected baubles and, and knowledges of yeah. vast peoples. Through, you know, no, they, the, entire, that, the entire world was racist. To... The entire world was racist. Oh, yeah. The entire world was genocidical. But what so... motivated them to archive the knowledge of the people that they conquered? I think if, if you have a, like, I guess the closest example would be the modern American empire that denies its own imperial status. I mean, what are we archiving of the various peoples we, like, uh, go after nothing right like we want to give them like in iraq and afghanistan up until recently we wanted to give them uh i don't know uh internet pornography and mcdonald's i mean that's mm. you know that's you know. I, I recall this quote by cecil rhodes i don't know if you like it count Ankula. uh remember that you are an englishman and have consequently won first prize in the lottery of life <laughs> what do you what do you we think basically that's that's the, that's the equivalent of basically like you know hundreds of years ago my country was fucking forced to join england and it's like some big pompous cunt with a big powdered wig and a cravat came up to me in my little fucking mud hut somewhere in the highlands and went congratulations you're an english citizen it's like that line from train spotting in Scotland, we're the lowest of the low because we're controlled by wankers. <laughs> uh, but that's a good transition. Uh, what, what do you? Um, what's the sort of current state of Scottish politics and the Scottish National Party? Like, where do you see like post? I mean, Brexit. I mean, let's face it; it's kind. Of, it was kind of like a bill of good goods. But where, where do you see like the sort of like sentiment in Scotland so far? Like, it seems they've dramatically shifted to like what we know is like i guess like the quote-unquote left but i don't know yeah well what's good the reason scotland leans very predominantly left and there are a good few reasons for that one of the reasons is the way the reason that everyone is so blase as far as immigration laws go in scotland is despite you know everything that happened you know with the syrian mass migration and all that type of stuff scotland is still 96 percent white 
Yeah. And the reason the reason for that is when immigrants come to Britain, they can go to any part of Britain that they want. Scotland being Britain, they can come here. And I'm, I shit you not, I've I've worked with a bunch of them in security. I've, I've like spoken to quite a lot of them. They come to Scotland. They realise that it is a cold, dark, constantly raining, <laughs> abysmal place. And you know that that's one of the reasons. But the primary reason is there are no jobs. There are yeah. no jobs because taxes are higher in Scotland. So, com- so companies and factories and stuff are kind of like, well, well, I'm just going to open it up in England then and like pay less fucking taxes. So what happens is all the immigrants like come to Scotland and go fuck this and then go. Like one of, one of the famous examples that I like citing because it's fucking hilarious. One of the Western Isles of Scotland is a place called Butte, and there was a Syrian family that get put on this island and they were like. The only, the only like brown people on the whole fucking island, and like the, the like news crews came up to them and says, "Oh, how are you enjoying your new life on Butte?" And like the dad of the family just said, "This is where old people come to die." <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, and everyone was yeah. fucking furious at him, and I was like, "He's fucking right. He's right though." <laughs> it's- like, but that's like Canada fine. here. Yeah. That's like certain parts of Nova Scotia or the Maritimes. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a retirement home on government subsidy mm-hmm. and there is no work whatsoever. So all the immigrants, they go to like Toronto or yeah. Montreal. Or Toronto the good. We've got the same thing, but they go down to England. And that's why, yeah. you know, a lot of people in Scotland, because of that, they haven't seen, you know, the damage that can be caused by mm-hmm. mass immigration. And- Another reason as well is the left-wing lean is hereditary. And the reason yeah. for that is because of a woman that you might have heard of called Margaret Thatcher. What basically happened is, you know, sometime back in the 80s, Margaret Thatcher just lifted her skirt and took a gigantic fucking <laughs> shit on Scotland. Just took a bite, like, all the mains, all the, the Coal miners, yeah, same in Wales, same in Wales, fielding. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, like, basically, like, half of Scotland became unemployed in a year. <laughs> like, because, because of her. Because of her. And, like, the jo- and the jobs just never came back. <laughs> right? So... And so what ended up happening was Scotland, to sort of try and make up for it, did have to, like, raise its own taxes. But then all that all that caused was like companies wouldn't base themselves here, they would go to England instead. But ever since then, it's this whole where like if what is it the thing, the way Scottish people are raised, Scottish children are raised. Remember, say please and thank you, don't hit girls, never get into a stranger's car, and fuck the Tories. Right. That's yeah. that's the way Scottish kids are raised. So they're raised to, you know, hate the Tories, fuck the right mm. wing. Everything bad that has ever happened is the right wing's fault. And that is one mm. of the main reasons why Scotland. But it's funny though, because way. in in a way it's like like what Britain imported to America back then. It's like this odd reversal where you know, as the Empire crescents, you know, America now imports its own sort of like neoliberal version of quote-unquote conservatism with reagan and thatcher in the 80s and now like the tories had a very robust albeit elitist incredibly elitist um class-based um old tory political system that was akin to a much older version of the right wing but then with thatcher importing that like american style ultra capitalist neoliberal like version of it it seems that like scott and they figured that just to fuck over mom and dad which is you know mom and dad england we're going to like 
go into the most obnoxious like counter signaling of that oh it's, it, yeah. it was it was funny it's, it's a, there, it's a, there's actually a running meme about what you just said in scotland where it's a case of the snp go what did the tories do well we're going to do the opposite <laughs> <laughs> right and it's, it's, it's like they go out of their way mm. to do that and like see i think see if scotland doesn't get its independence then see the way things are right now they're going to continue for the next century Right, yeah. the, SN- the SNP are going to remain in power and mm. they have the convenient excuse of any time they fuck up or any time they make a mistake, blame the Tories, blame Westminster. <laughs> it's everyone's fault but ours because that is what they do perpetually. That's what they do constantly. So I think and what will happen is everyone's still going to be independence, independence, and the SNP will still be in power. And 100 years from now, we will be in the same position. But <laughs> if Scotland does get its independence and Scotland does in fact become its own independent country, right? And I actual not in the EU, right? Actual independent country. Then what will happen is everything is going to fuck up and the SNP won't have anyone to blame it on because they're the ones fully completely in charge now. It's like Quebec here. Yeah, know? and what I oh. hope is going to happen is fucking is is like everyone in Scotland is going to have you ever seen the spaceship meme? The two spacemen, yeah. where he's going like, wait, the SNP are shit, always were. Yeah, that is what I hope is going to happen, right? Eventually everyone realises, wait, none of this was the Tories or Westminster. <laughs> you were just shit all along, right? That And that mm. is when I believe we will see some change. Yeah, I think they should have let Quebec just go in the in the nineties. I think it would have been better mm. for all of us. You, it certainly do, would have been better for Alberta. Holy shit. Do you believe that there uh, is a similar thing that's going to happen with the United States, where who's in charge right now at a certain point are not gonna have anybody to point the finger at, and then maybe some of the people who are on the fence right now will change their tune about uh, what direct uh, direction the country has to go? I have no idea. Um, it's just I mean presidents are just custodians for a short amount of time. The, the root problem is the government itself. Yeah. You know, the pre- president's just a face. But just yeah. a face on the front But do you think, it. not even so much the president, but do you think that now people are becoming a lot more hip, at least the uh, Americans that you speak with are becoming a lot more hip to the dysfunction that's going on in uh, the American government so that there oh, yeah. would have to be like a very, very big overhaul, not getting rid of the system entirely, but just doing something that would result in a better system. Like, are a lot more people on top of that or would you say a lot of people are too blackpilled today and think that everything's just going to go to hell in the handbasket and uh, we just have to take care of our families and that's it? Yeah, I think it's I th- a lot of people are becoming blackpilled and a lot of people are just sort of accepting, oh, the government's just a thing that is. It's just a thing that you have to have and all that. And it's, it's the way it is and that's always the way it's going to be. Like maybe in maybe next election we can vote in for a different guy who will pass three bits of legislation that we like along with the 30 other bits of legislation that make our lives even worse right like that's and a lot of people have just accepted that that's the lot in life whereas i think there should be like a massive revamp of the system like the system the, the democratic republic is not something that i'm a fan of but one thing that i could possibly suggest is you know like a parliamentary style system but it's done with proportional representation that way at least you could have some political diversity and the government itself so that at least each persuasion can in some way have a say and if parties want to pass any type of legislation then there has to be like an overwhelming consensus in favor mm. of it which which I, I think with a proportional representation system like 
the only way legislation is going to actually go through with that system is if it's actually good legislation, mm. like good mm. bit of legislation, like uh, uh, basically uh, dragons have uh, awoken and they're actually destroying cities and people. Uh, <laughs> like, every, every, you're uh, all in favour, the entire room, like, yeah, I... <laughs> like, yeah. Fair enough, good legislation, but, you know. Um, we, want to, we want to raise everyone's taxes by 10%. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and and uh, your own political development in terms of... Because uh, if I recall, I think you said when you were much younger, you were sort of like typical Scottish, like, crusty inner kitty, I guess you could say. You oh, no, I was, I, was a, I was a communist. I was a fucking yeah, communist. Yeah, yeah. Well, so did you actually read, uh, like, doctrinaire Marxism, or were you sort of just, it was cool, it was counterculture? And, and how did you develop out of Marxism to the... Well, I don't know, complete opposite. There's some people that think that libertarianism and Marxism share uh, base assumptions about things, but that's for the uh, argument's sake, the sort of opposite of current, well, certainly the most Marxist on, you know, the internet. But uh, how, so what was your t- political development and how did you sort of come to well, be the opposite of a doctrinaire Marxist? I'm going to need to roll a cigarette for this story. <laughs> PTSD's <laughs> kicking in. And, oh, every, yeah. and everybody subscribe, subscribe, and keep subscribing right now on patreon.com slash break the rules. Also, send in the super chats so that uh, towards the end we're going to uh, say the super chats. So please keep seeding the super chats. If you want to suggest Mad Lads too for yeah, Count Tankily, I would a say good idea. do a super yeah. chat. I saw yeah. one in the chat just a second ago, Mike Tyson. That would be a great Mad yeah, Lads. Yeah, that would be oh, yeah. His story's not over. He's getting back in the True. ring. And I'm, I am, I'm interested to see that. Like, I'd... But even though he's he's well past his prime, I was watching yeah. videos of him training. The man is a fucking titan. Like yeah, he's, he's a beast, and he doesn't matter. Beast. Doesn't matter how old he is, man. One punch from him would fucking take twenty years off your life. <laughs> yeah. like, honestly, like he was he was he was he was hitting the bag, and it sounded like gunshots. Yeah. <laughs> man, like fucking hell. Nah, wow. Tyson's one. He's one of the all-time greats. And we had a super chat earlier from Tux loves you two dollars about a uh, Sargon, that poor fish, so wasteful. Oh, was that was that the time that woman threw fish at him? Yeah, the uh, the, the kippers. <laughs> oh, the kippers. <laughs> oh, it was it was the way he said he went the absolute cheek of it. <laughs> <laughs> Such an English thing to say. Oh man. <laughs> And uh, Annie, who donated $5, says, uh, favorite mad lad, I mean, other than the obvious Christopher Lee, love you, daddy, dank. Uh, um, favorite mad lad, wow. There's ones that I really enjoyed making, and there's ones that I really enjoyed, like, telling the story. So, like, I really enjoyed Mad Jack Churchill, like, telling mm-hmm. that story. And yeah. But... There's one. There's ones where I'm like, here is an interesting story that I want you to know. But then there was one where the story was just that fucking funny. It's fucking Ken Allen, the orangutan. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ken <laughs> Allen. I yeah. kept, I, I kept laughing, and this is back when this is back when I was still editing my own videos, and I was, I kept laughing, and I was like, you know what, I'm keeping that in. And <laughs> like while I'm trying to film, I loved that video. That's just like proper feel-good yeah. story i love that one of my favorites i have to show you this i just remembered lev you forgot to uh, remind me but um this is 
I'm look, I'm just queuing it up on Discord here. All right. Uh one of my favorite episodes was Killdozer, obviously, because oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Like, yeah. I think everyone can empathize with uh Niemeyer's story. Uh I was motivated actually. I have a live stream of me doing it. But here is a wood engraving I did, not a woodcut, a wood engraving. I was gonna, I was gonna say when you said I watched the, the Harvard Me uh, Marvin Niemeyer video and I felt motivated, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> 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 oh no. Oh, this is a wood engraving I did of Killdozer. Um I have to get my website up and running, but if you want, you could DM me on Twitter if you want one. Maybe I'll send you one, Dankula. But uh, the one at the top's better, love. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, I, oh. I immediately knew what that was. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the sarcophagus. And yeah. all its fucking glory. Uh. Oh, man. <laughs> Did he weld um, himself in? Am I remembering? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was he, 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 didn't, he didn't weld himself in, just the sheer weight of the armor sarcophagus that he made like the, the only way that they were getting that off was with a crane oh it, right it, yeah right. it was it was essentially just like a big cup it, wow. it wasn't attached to the bulldozer but it was just see with the sheer weight of it the only way to like get it off was to lift it with a crane by the way also okay. uh, for those who did not see during the um before the stream started the uh, trailer had an an animation I did over here of uh, Count Dankula with uh, the various mad lads and the mad lass over here, Elizabeth Bathory, who's being used as a springboard by uh, that Japanese dude. What's his name? Uh, the Om Shinrikyo guy. Oh, Shoko <laughs> Asahara. Yeah, yeah. Shoko Asahara. Yeah. And over here, uh, we have Christopher Lee turning into various forms. So he turned into Gandalf. He turned into... Uh, Dracula, and when he turns to Dracula, then um, we have um, uh, Vlad the Impaler going uh, fanboyish when he uh, when he sees the uh, Dracula. Uh, Let's see, here he is. Okay, I just love the one of AJ there like choking go. him out, like in oh yeah, the end of every Mad Lad. <laughs> oh man, but um, is there a Mad Lad that you wouldn't do, like you wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole? Oh, that... sweet, sweet Jesus, there's been a few. <laughs> uh, there, there is one mad lad. Now, there's one that I'm not doing, and it's not because of who he is. I do believe he has a very interesting story, and I want to tell it, but my main concern is accuracy because a lot of stuff is either heavily embellished or told through a far-left lens, and that is the, probably the most requested mad lad, Varg Vickerness. Oh! Yeah, oh! Yeah. But the oh, problem is... Director? But the problem is a lot... For example, the Wikipedia page, a lot of the sources are the southern, southern poverty, poverty loss. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. not using that. Mm. Um, I would like to talk to the man himself. I follow him on Twitter. However, I yeah. get the feeling he would just tell me fuck off and oh, all yeah. that. And also, yeah. also, I do not want to get any of the video incorrect because Varg fans are a different. Oh God. Uh, yeah. yeah. Would yeah, you ever so. considering, uh, since you have the uh, particular getup on your Twitter profile picture, would you ever consider doing a mad lad of the Prophet Muhammad? <laughs> no. He's pretty mad. Maybe Fuck. Ayatollah Khomeini, that would be something else. Fuck no. Fuck no. Like, I, I like being alive. I, I like being... being alive, so fuck oh, that. Oh, uh, a good one would be Kaczynski, obviously. Ted, um, Uncle Ted. That could be Yeah, he's, he, he is in the list. He has an Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. Uh, but it's a case of, it's just when, whenever we get around to it, we've got a lot of, like, you know, pretty major ones. We've got, you know, a few few Roman emperors in there as well, because a few, few mm, of them were nice. fucking batshit. 
Oh yeah. Wait, yeah, average centrist. You don't know about Varg? Is he? You're I'm not thought... a fan of black metal. Oh, is this the guy that burnt down the churches and shit? Yeah, well, well, alleg- yeah, alleg- yeah, yeah, yeah allegedly, okay, allegedly, yeah. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Well, allegedly. He, he he denies it. He says yeah. he, he of says course he, he denies it. it. But yeah. Well, they asked him that uh, before he became YouTube famous, uh, in I believe it was uh, before the light takes us, where he said, "Oh, you know, uh, they don't convict. Me. They didn't convict me of it, so I guess I didn't do them." You know the way he said. <laughs> Dude, one, one of the ones that I love as well. He's a, he's a hardcore pagan. He's very, yeah. you know, he's very, very into the old ways. And obviously, considering mm-hmm. the whole, you know, uh, the church thing, he's not not a fan at all of Christians. Uh, yeah. But basically, well, who was who was the guy the the guy that went over to that island and done a IRL PUBG? The far the far right guy. Oh, uh, Anders Breivik. Anders Breivik, right? Yeah. Well, Anders Anders Breivik. Uh, Basically, basically, like wrote Varga letter saying, "I'm a big fan of your work." Like from prison, obviously, going, oh, "I'm a big fan of your work. I think you're brilliant." Blah blah blah. Fucking Varg wrote back to him, going like that. Don't ever contact me again, you disgusting Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wow. okay, it's, it's the that, Christian. that was that was what your problem was. Yes, that was what your problem was with the guy. Once he feels you know, it's, uh, you know who Varg should... is a plot by a uh, Lev's people to, uh, you know, what I mean? yeah. Well, you know who Varg should. T- up with he should team up with jason giorgiani now that i think about oh, it oh no love you had to <laughs> fucking do that i don't no, da- no see giorgiani and varg wait wait hold, hold on tell tell Dankula, tell Dankula who giorgiani is just so, so we're on if you haven't heard of him he's a uh writer who was well he got out of he was affiliated with like spencer for a little bit but he was a professor who writes on um like uh what would you call it like technology uh panpsychism uh what's the spectral thing to to uh, the spectra- or whatever yeah telepathy uh, special revolution he was I, a heidegger yeah. scholar yeah so i'm he really writes... uh, I, i'm really a fan of a lot of the theories that he talks about in relation to what well, happened in the past he's yeah he's a promethean he's a, yeah. an iranian fundamentalist not in the islamic sense he hates islam uh he believes that uh, zoroastrianism they were oh. like uh t- telepaths and uh we have to basically um the, the no, no, I don't, a, no, I don't think he said Zoroastrians well, are telepaths. His basic point, what I really dig about it, is when he talks about how the Hebrews were following like that pillar of smoke and pillar of fire, mm-hmm. he attributes that to uh, aliens. And I really dig that. Yeah, right. he's he, yeah, he believes that we have to uh, harness the power of... Uh, Telepathy and transhumanism before the aliens come and just fuck our shit up. That's he's a, he's a, he sounds great to get high with. Yeah. Yeah. What am I thinking right now? <laughs> but no, no, but it's no, funny wait, 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 because wait, wait, in the he, spectrum, though, when it yeah. comes to anti, he's virulently anti-Christian. In fact, yes. we planned a stream with him for months, and then he, uh, because I am a uh, Catholic, he immediately freaked out and uh, watched on the stream. But when it comes to anti-Christian paganism, he's a Promethean, but he's like almost diametrically opposed to Varg because Varg is a primitivist. And Varg yeah. believes that um, the cult, not not the culture, well, the culture revolution, he believes that the agrarian revolution was a total mistake, that humanity, that was the ultimate fall of humanity was agrarianism. And whereas Drajani believes in cosmopolitan transhumanism, so it's like they both are like, I wouldn't even call Giorgiani right wing, but he's associated with right because he was associated with Richard Spencer back in 2016. 
but then he got out of it. Mm. Um, but it's like in the spectrum between like anti-Christian pagans, you have like Georgiani is like the transhuman futurism of Prometheus and Varg is like the Odinist primitivist yeah. that believes that agriculture was a huge fucking mistake. W- which is why so. they make a great team. It would be kind of like the odd couple. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I but, but what I love the most. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I got an image of him as, like sitting on the couch with like these cyber arms and cyber eyes and shit yeah. like that. I was, Varg, I was just thinking Varg of like sitting next, Varg sitting next to him with like a deer pelt. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of them like living in a little box flap together, like having little yeah, day, exactly. daytime hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like what it's like what we do in the shadows, but better. <laughs> yeah. But what I what I love the most about Georgiani's uh, theory, and like I'm with him up to a certain point, after which I am not with him, and I have my own theory about what happened here. But have you ever heard of Operation High Jump? No. Okay, so supposedly what happened after World War II is the Nazis fled to um, Antarctica. And they had not only a base there, but they got into the inner Earth. So supposedly there's an Agartha. Earth. Agartha. Supposedly there is. And an this Earth comes from an Israeli intelligence agent, intelligence agent person yes. that said that this is what happened. But we're not done yet. So all the UFOs that you've seen, Nazis. That's kind of like his <laughs> basic thing. Because, Maybe. Because they, yeah, because so they got does the. It, does, it, does it mean like the Tic Tacs? Yeah. Like the Tic Tacs you see in the yeah. ocean. Yeah, it's Nazis. They're Nazis. And they have they have all been close to Antarctica. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they're 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 really okay. Agarthans. They're not from they're they're like from the Middle Earth. No, but no, but Earth. no, but here's the thing about the Agarthans. My theory, <laughs> my theory is that just like Adam and Eve, not well, the metaphorical Adam and Eve. By Adam and Eve, uh, I think it's just like early humans. But just like Adam and Eve had to adjust to getting out of paradise, having like this consciousness of uh, you know awareness of good and evil. Like, imagine if you're living in paradise, and all of a sudden, you have to be faced with this harsh reality. That's going to do a number on you. I imagine if this ended up happening, the Nazis had a similar thing, where now they're yeah, interacting with these high-level aliens who are, like, humans, but, like, taller, like the Nephilim, you know, like the god, the godmen. They're interacting with them now, but now the Nazis have way more of a pressure, because, like, the shell, like, the shell that kind of... If I am, I'm probably babbling, but I'm going to try to be as concise as possible. So, okay, imagine this. Imagine the life that we're living in right now, our consciousness has kind of a shell around it, which protects us from whatever's, you know, unknown. And imagine like that shell is just ripped off and it's like we're naked in it's the true. world. true. The Nazis knew like, the truth, Lev. That's why. That's... No, but my point is that now they're going to have to undergo a lot of pain and suffering because they were prematurely ejected into this other world but they weren't but, fully red pill they, they 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 od'd on red pills yeah well yeah they had well, to okay. have time to adjust no uh, but but it's what, ver- saying? what i'm saying is that <laughs> if you prematurely get to that state which is why i'm kind of against psychedelics if you prematurely figure certain shit out it's going to hurt a lot and it's going to be yeah, psychologically painful which is why i think things balance themselves out as far as like the horrible things the nazis did now they and their descendants have to live with this kind of nakedness of not really being ready to inhabit the environment they're in right now but anyway to make a long story short, Georgiani believes that the Nazis are living in Antarctica, are living under the Earth, are living in Agartha. Not only that, but they also have time travel capability, so they actually went back in time. They went to Mars, and they founded the colonies on Mars. So, like, all the ancient alien stuff that we talk about, that's actually the Nazis. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Okay. Here's a PhD, so, by the so way, from NLF time traveling space Nazis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. Sounds like a Wolfenstein uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Wolfenstein, but based. <laughs> Uh, hmm, I'm I'm not sure about that theory. If I'm being honest, it's certainly interesting. However, I, I haven't smoked any weed today, but it's if a, I had, I'd be right into it. It sounds theory. like a B movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. It does. It was. Have you ever seen Iron Sky? No. Oh, I think I've heard of that. funny because basically, like the 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 Nazi secret moon base on the dark. Oh, side of the that, that yeah, I know what you're on about. And yeah, they, yeah. they send an astronaut yeah. up, and the astronaut's black, and the Nazis on the moon start panicking because they think black people have taken over the Earth. Um, because it's a black astronaut, and what they do is they give him this stuff called the albanizer, and they basically <laughs> make the black guy white <laughs> with like blonde hair and blue eyes. And the black guys, there's a scene where the black guy's like in the middle of the bathroom looking at himself and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like when, when Uncle Ruckus goes to White Heaven, that's yeah. kind of like... Oh, by the way, oh. Panak Pen- Command says you guys forgot to mention Atlantis. Yes. So the Nazis also, according to Johnny, founded Atlantis. So there, there we go. Yeah, there I, you I had go. to throw, throw that one in as oh, well. Oh, and he believes that Jesus was a psyop by the aliens. And, and someone showed him a film of the, of the Jesus resurrection. Was a <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, we were—I believe I asked while well, we were Count Dankley, but it was a political transition. But that's much more interesting. I don't know. We got oh yeah, time, tra- time yeah. traveling space Nazis is far more yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> All right, back to the political oh. transition. Uh, yeah, so basically the way it started uh, in high school, I've got something in my eye, by the way, I'm not high, I've just got something in my eye that I can't get. But basically, Don't lie to us. Uh, no, it's, just, it's a heart, heartbreaking tale, back when I was cringe. Uh, but, We've all been but, there, mate. But it, all, it, it started in high school, basically. Uh, one thing that doesn't happen in Scotland, and this is a story for another time, see how... Scottish history about the clans. You would think we would learn about William Wallace in school and all the Scottish history. Yeah. We don't. We don't mm. learn any of that in school. Really? That's oh mad. my god! Don't learn any of it. That's and the, mad, re- the reason that that's something that even Adam Smith for that. You don't learn about him either. Don't learn about that. No, in school. really? That's no. mad. That we learn. We learn about like coal miners. We learned about. We learned about you know communist Russia, which was uh, presented to me uh, through the lens of rose-tinted glasses and a very eager teacher. Uh, who, and, and yeah, it was basically like my, one of my teachers is the one one of the people that got me into communism. He was the main source. Uh, but basically, the whole Scottish thing is the reason that's still there is after the last Jacobite rebellion, the English wanted to do everything they could to get rid of Scottish culture. They wanted to anglicise us, so the clan yeah. system or native language of native language of Gaelic and everything all that was banned. It was all outlawed. They wanted us to they wanted to de-savage us. Yeah. And make us more like prim and proper Englishmen. And that's why, even to this day, Scottish history, we, we don't get taught it in school. Wow. But basically, I learned about communism and everything, and I started asking questions, and the teacher was obviously like, oh, it's an absolutely amazing, brilliant system. The only reason it's never taken hold is because the, the greedy, evil capitalists like won't let it take hold because they'll lose all their money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So... I was very involved in communism. I ended up joining the YCL, which is the Young Communist oh. League. Yeah. Um, joined with a bunch of other like groups and stuff like that. I was doing a lot of activism. And uh, basically, I was still very staunchly communist. I even got the hammer and sickle tattooed on my chest and all that shit, which is the equivalent oh. to getting a swastika tattooed on your bloody chest. 
Um, but that's covered up now. I got it covered up with a Triskelion. Uh, but basically, like, uh, what ended up making me leave is uh, when I first joined back in the old communist groups, it was all old school communists. And these were yeah. all guys in their 40s and 50s who got fucked over by Margaret Thatcher. They were all ship welders and oil workers and miners and stuff like that who all lost their jobs. Because Real of bloke tanky communism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the guys that wore like bunnets, you know, the little bunnet caps and everything. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. They did. They did. That's what they wore. And, everything. and it was the all... The granddad was a coal mine. Now I go down in the coal mine. Yeah. 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 And it was basically like, it was all the workers. That was it. That was hundred yeah. percent focus back then. So, so Sargon was a classical liberal. You could call these people classical communists. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, they were they were the old paleo communists. Yeah. Paleo, paleo communism. <laughs> uh, but basically, but basically uh, what ended up happening was as time went on, we went out, we handed out leaflets, and we did a little protest here and there and stuff like that. And then. Uh, after a while, younger people started joining, you know, the ones with the funny coloured hair and the ambiguous gender. And, you know, communism was starting to become this trendy thing. And one of the things, one of the events that I was at uh, that sort of made me leave was the EDL had been established by this point and there was a Scottish offshoot called the SDL and they were doing a protest and yeah. sitting in a where in Glasgow and we turned up as a counter protest but we're all sitting waving signs and shit like that but the younger group turned up looking for a fight and I can remember and this was they were all they all had like masks on and all this shit and when one of the guys uh, came up to me and went oh look what I've got and he lifted his sleeve and he actually had like a see like a spring baton that like the police use he had mm. one of them up his sleeve and I was like what the oh. fuck are you doing what the fuck are you doing like that, man? Yeah. You're going to get us put in a list and mm. everything. And basically, when we got back to our little like headquarters that was like, I think it was at the top of Hope Street, but this was a long time ago, um, there ended up being a big argument because the younger ones were throwing things and trying to cause shit and start a fight, whereas the older ones were like, no, we're just here to protest. And, and it was, I remember this argument because you've got these guys who are in their 40s and 50s who are like hardcore communists, they've been communists for fucking decades, getting yelled at by a bunch of little fucking 17, 18 year olds with like Inner faces kitties. Yeah. yeah. Scallywags. And I remember, like a, that, I remember like Bernie Sanders and those uh, black ladies. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very much. But it was, ba and basically these kids are yelling at these guys going, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And, I was <laughs> and it, got, it got to a point where I remember walking out of that meeting and I said to the older guys, and I was considering leaving for a while, right? I was considering, I ended up saying to the older guys like, they're turning up to places with weapons. The police are going to be all, all, all over this. We're going to be on a list. We're going to get fucking agit-propped, infiltrated, all manners of shit, man. I, I can't take anything to do with this anymore, man. And the, we ended up, the guy who I was friends with, you know, we had a, had a nice hug and everything like that. And then that was me, I left. You know, little did I know, you know, in the modern day, we would have totally fucking gotten away with all of that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? In fact, the police would have just let it happen. But I Oh, especially up, oh, against the EDL. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. But basically, after that, I was st obviously still communist when I left. But then as the years like went on, I, I sort of like mentally checked out of politics and I became a lot less radical as time mm. went on. Mm. But... I still had a lot of the same opinions, but because I had like checked out of politics, like my opinions weren't being challenged. It wasn't even, it wasn't, an, 
it wasn't really an echo chamber thing because echo chamber implies other people that agree. I wasn't even hanging out with people that agreed with me. I just checked out and I was still very left wing. And then uh, I decided to make a video with a pug and uh, everyone there knows what happened after that. Yeah. History. That's when I was I, like, I, man, I'm just going to run to the don't, toilet. Don't, and by the way, ZZ Man says totally feds. <laughs> Do yeah, you think probably. that may have been the case or? Uh... What was that? Totally feds. So ZZ Man thinks that those uh, kids, the ones with the baton, that they were feds, that they were trying to... Uh... They, I, I, I knew them and I'd hung out with them and stuff like that. They were not feds. They were just fucking stupid students. Mm, stupid yeah. st stupid students from uh, Glasgow, Glasgow Caledonian University. And that's, yeah. So, yeah, that, that, was, that, that was what ended up doing mm, it. But then, well, obviously... I, I know got, some, I... Of your, some of your critics that, like, some of them like to smear you with... Uh... They're like, like even that fucking video. They, the, the beginning is like, here's the, uh, what's that one that Mark mm. Collette? Well, my, my favorite, of, uh, my favorite Tommy is from Robinson. the, uh, uh, yeah, British National Party. People are like, oh, well, you know, Count Inca is like the BMP and all this fucking crap. Like, <laughs> no, you know? no, no, my like... favorite headline is from the Daily Record, which says Nazi pug thug. Todd <laughs> girlfriend's pets to salute to stand the Scottish Parliament election. I, I like the little rhyme there. You know, they tried Nazi to go for a rhyme. Thug. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Daily Record don't like me very much because my second channel gets more hits than their whole fucking newspaper. That's <laughs> 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 so, yeah. But I, I, I want, I want, yes. I was just going to say that the media serve a purpose because, you know, they're, they're good for PR. They're really, they're really good yeah. at getting like your name out there because every time they write, they write an article, I get a subs and subs. Ah, so, yeah, definitely. There, you go. Yeah. there, there, there is use for them after all. But uh, I want to make sure that this is asked because otherwise I would definitely regret it. Um, when it comes to, you know, uh, Mencius Moldbug by any chance? Curtis Jarvin, Mencius Moldbug. No. Have you heard of Mencius? Okay, so he has this idea. That uh, how does it say, Geo? That uh, when Cthulhu swims, Cthulhu, Cthulhu always swims, swims left. Swims leftward, yeah. Yes. Can you, uh, Geo, expand like what exactly that means? And I'm curious if uh, Count Dankula agrees with it or not. Well, I, I don't want to butcher it, but it basically means that it's it's kind of like uh, conquest. What was it? The second law. If a organization isn't explicitly conservative, it will eventually grow to become left wing. Basically, it means that there are certain conditions like within modernity and modern society itself that necessitates like things moving a certain political direction. Like woke capital is probably the best example of like is now corporations that are like policing, like I wouldn't even say communist, but like left wing, like radical liberal ideas, let's say, because there's certain, there's just certain, a certain way that, you know, this system will swim leftward for certain strategic reasons. Uh, I don't know if you've observed that, like, or what your opinion is on the whole, like, well, capital thing is like the best example of it. Hmm. I think, I think they do it up to a certain point. Like, say, for example, you'll get all these companies that will go like, oh yeah, yeah, we should be progressive and we should, we need to help the downtrodden and the working class. And then their workers go, we want to form a union. And that's when they go, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I believe they will if it benefits them. But then as soon as mm. it doesn't, they, they fucking they nip that in the bud really mm. quick. Well, is there a particular kind of, let's say, worst case, great reset Love, what is type that scenario? on the screen? Don't worry about it. It's just what? Fart go Slave off. 24. What, what is that? Fart, just fart Slave? Just Fart Slave what? 24. 
Farts lay 24. Nothing to be concerned about. Why the fuck would you put... Why? Why? It wasn't me. It was Tark. What the fuck is that, man? Oh, it's one of our listeners putting in our Discord putting up... Oh, right. I thought... thought. Looks like a good Saturday night to me, you know what I mean? See, see, I'm glad you said it was one of your listeners posting that. Maybe you were like... Oh, that's one of our listeners. I was like, that's one of your listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it could be him. You never know. <laughs> By the way, for $5 on Patreon, you could get the right to post in the in the uh, the Discord chat on the live streams that gets thrown up. But, of course, you can't, like, obviously don't post any, like, you know, yes, yes. things that could get us banned off of YouTube because everything shows up. <laughs> Like the way Lev has it worked out, it shows up in OBS. It shows up on screen. That's right. Yes. So thank that God, is- Fart Slave at least had his full getup there. His uh, bondage. Uh, his. Yeah, I, I guess that's where the tube goes and where the brat hog gets like connected. <laughs> I don't know. He he's got a milking farm of brat hogs all in a row, like cattle that he he harvests farts from, feeds them only like beans <laughs> and garlic. Oh, <laughs> the brat farm. Wow. <laughs> Oh my well, god! I, I wonder what kind of a fart uh, would a haggis cause? Like is haggis a oh, fart? No I knew a haggis joke was gonna come up. Haggis <laughs> is fucking delicious. I love no. haggis. I eat haggis all the time. No, it's probably um, it's well, a it's paleo Italians dish, right? It's, it's kind of similar. Yeah, it's the, the heart, heart, lungs, and liver of a sheep mixed with oats and spices, and then boiled in its own stomach, and it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. That actually does sound really healthy. So for all the people who are, uh, you know, uh, saying that it's, no, it's not healthy. healthy, it's really bad for you. <laughs> I was just gonna ask. Is wait, wait, wait. Why is it bad? Why is it's it bad? Hold on. Full of fat and grease. Like that's, yeah. so that's good for you. I was just gonna ask. That's good for you. Not, not in high. Yeah, not not in high amounts. Not in high amounts. Not in that like, high amount. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It, I don't know. I I'm think gonna... maybe Count Dang has to take the organ meat pill, the carnivore organ meat. Jordan Peterson talks. <laughs> you oh, oh well, the hermit says this cod's deep fried. Yeah, that causes oxidation. Nah, there, that was yeah. That, that's why it's unhealthy. But uh, do you think, Count Dankula, that things could go? Uh, I mean, I guess we kind of had this conversation in the beginning. But would you, other than let's say talking about uh, Cthulhu swimming always left? Other than, let's say, uh, the corporate people not wanting unions to form, would you say that other than that, everything is going to continue to go down this very leftist ideological route, at least in terms of the corporate structures? Like, where would you say there, again, without the unions, where would their limit be? At which point they would say, okay, everybody has gone far enough. Of leftism. Yeah, yeah when exactly. It, when, it, when it starts costing them money. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean by the unions, but that if without the money, where would the Omega point be? Where would the point be that they will never Well, the, the, pro- the problem is the money is the key. The money is the key. Remember, Bernie Sanders for the longest time spoke about millionaires, 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 until he became a millionaire, and then it changed to billionaires, billionaires, billionaires. True. Right? The money is the key, right? No politician is going to, if, if like our corporation is going to try and invoke something that involves them personally paying more taxes they're not well, gonna do it true i mean remember that uh stone toss comic the one with the uh two gay dudes in the burger yeah yeah burgers so, 
Yeah, so when it comes to something like that, the idea that's been uh, rehashed a lot is there are some uh, corporations out there who actually uh, know that they may lose money, maybe in the yeah, short term, maybe in the hit. long term. Yeah. They'll take a hit, but yet they are still going for a certain kind of uh, ideology here. So then it's well, not the, exactly well, the, about the, the, the money. It's, it's not about the ideology. See, if it was about the ideology, then they would be running the same adverts in Russia and Saudi Arabia, but they're not. Yeah, have, you, have, you, have, you, have you seen have you seen the whole meme on yeah. twitter whenever it's fucking whenever it's, <laughs> yes. whenever it's pride month whenever it's pride month oh yeah yeah go on to go on to like you know you'll see like xbox america xbox uk or bethesda uk bethesda america and all the twitter accounts have got the lgbt flag and then Except you've got for... then you've got the the russia saudi arabia and the middle eastern accounts and they've all still got the original logo it's not about yeah. the ideology yeah it's, it's about farce, it's yeah. about money it's about money. If it was about the ideology, then they would be doing this exact same shit. Like fucking, like uh, there was a Smir Smirnoff vodka, right? Smirnoff vodka launched like LGBT vodka with the rainbow labels and oh, shit yeah. like that. And they launched it absolutely everywhere except Russia. Mm. Wow. Right. Well, Smirnoff. That... vodka, right? They wouldn't yeah. even launch it in Russia. I think though, I mean, to push back a little bit and I think there certain, certain like certain leftist ideas i think are, are not just advantageous to profits but also like the structure of of uh sort of like the modern economy and modern society itself i think like i mean if the people ask like why isn't there i don't know apart from like meme examples like i don't know chick-fil-a or whatever why isn't there like labase trad cottage core corporations that support um right-wing causes i think because my pillow <laughs> Yeah, well, my pillow, there you go. Yeah, and he's getting destroyed. Um, I think it's because those they those ideas aren't conducive to like uh, like an alpha consumer customer base that is like the quote unquote global citizen that just has like you know consume products, get excited for more products, like let it red its way face. I think like if you had a customer base that has like a sort of stability or lives in like i guess like varg like in a happy state of poverty with his mm. you know qt autistic wife and children i think like that is like not conducive to having an alpha consumer demographic the way that you know reddit people consume funko pop or whatever. yeah it hasn't got uh, the trend factor be... either like yeah mm. yeah that's true I can, I can give you this example i recently heard this on tim dylan's show where he was talking about this no jobs movement of these people who talk about basically becoming deadbeat dads you know like we don't have to work anymore let's not work and tim's point which i'd 100 percent agree with is that when you create a situation for a lot of people that they cannot earn their own income, then they become less independent. Yes. They become more dependent on having some centralized bureaucracy dictating to them great reset style what they can and cannot do. And I feel like in part specifically with the West, a lot of things that have been done, sure, partly it's for the money, absolutely, but partly it's also to condition people to react a certain way, I think, to become more dependent and also to become more infantile. Like a lot of the, whether it's by accident or whether it's by intention, a lot of the media today is very Nick Jr.-ish, very Dora the Explorer-ish. You know what I mean? It's like it talks to people like they're a bunch of fucking babies. And Nick that Jr. kind of, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the governments and states 
absolutely want people to be less independent. They, they want poverty, financial strife, and social economic mm-hmm. problems. They want that because then people want an answer to it, and their answer is always, government, give me free shit. Yeah. Right? And then basically... How get the votes? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, that's one of the things as well. Like, uh, the people that are worth most to the government, as far as it goes in consolidating even more power are the poor and impoverished people because the government will go, hey, I could give you free shit, you just need to vote for me, right? Vote for me in the next election so we can stay in power and what will happen is the poor people that will will vote for them in the hope of like having a bit of a safety net and getting free shit. Oh, the government's like, oh shit, these these poor people vote for us all the time when we promise them this stuff. So do you know what we should do? Let's make more poor people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do. They do all the yeah. fucking It's the thing. same with the anti-racist stuff where like they, people are making bank on like the whole racism angle, but their whole incentive is to keep racism going. You know, like oh, if, yeah. if racism ended tomorrow, yeah. then they wouldn't have a career, you know. Yeah. Paying me to the every... CEO of racism manufacturing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Every good advocacy group should be advocating for its own demise. In other words, basically advocating for a time where you are no longer needed, right? So see, Mm. for example, like the gay gay marriage movement, right? Basically, see, once gay marriage was legalized everywhere, that's when they should have wed my job. Here is done and rode off into the sunset. You've done it. Congratulations. Well done. But then a lot of them were like, but but my paycheck... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like so it's like okay let's let's make another problem okay this other problem we've found isn't really that bad but what we can do is we can convince everyone that it's really really bad mm. right and that's that's what they do they, they try and perpetuate the problem you know it's like firefighters are telling everyone that there's fires absolutely everywhere so we better give them more money even though we look at our window mm. and we don't see any fucking fires and especially like we talked about at the beginning, these are the worst qualified people of uh, in a long while, it seems. Because, again, if people like you were mentioning in the early 20th century, in England at least, or in Britain at least, they were studying their Latin, they were doing all that stuff. Now that's gone. So I don't know if a system that does not have the backbone of having a high culture can survive. I think that they're going to wither away like, uh, I don't know, just like some kind of a diseased well, only- organ. They only wither away from the top down, really, because like at the time when they were having it in place, it was from the top down. They had a solidified thing of having like an intellectual thing. But then if when it came out to the masses, they were like, well, we better get rid of it, really, because we can't like they're still trying to keep the same thing going. I, I don't know but, if I'm making the right point. But it's also like the proletarianization of all culture. I mean, even rich people watch the same shows or consume the same products as everybody else i mean some could look at that as like it really is like an obfuscation of their own power and wealth like the fact that bill gates dresses like a normal like middle class tech nerd schlub like Mm. you know what i mean it's kind of like but maybe that maybe there's a silver lining here which i want to point out that we have access to all the traditional uh modes of education we could ever want all the books we can never want to read like, let's use this, right? Like, let's mm. use this opportunity. Like, uh, Count Dankula, I think you're doing it as well. Like, you're doing it partly for entertainment purposes, but I also think that while you get a lot of entertainment, you also uh, 
get wisdom out of that. And I think that's why you would actually be a really great uh, politician. You know, even if uh, you're not a politician type, you're the kind of person that I would want to force kicking and screaming to be in charge of something for a while, just so <laughs> you can utilize the wisdom that you've accumulated. And <laughs> pass it. Yes. Well, that's the first thing I would do in government and just start dissolving it from the inside. <laughs> So we don't need that. We don't need this. We don't need that. Yes, of course. Of course, you can paint your fucking fence. It's your fence. What do you mean you needed to ask the council? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, that mate, that shit used to wind like me up from so much. Yeah. Oh my god. Like it, it's shit like that fucking bothers me. Like, and that's the thing is, like, I'm, the, pro, the the one thing that worries me, right, is I've understood. One thing that I have understood is that when when I have power, you know, everyone always goes, "Oh, I'm worried about what would happen if I had power." I'm very, very worried what would happen. Well, I've been a bouncer, so I know exactly what would happen. Oh, right? Jesus. And I've, yeah. I've, I, I, I went, I'm, I'm, when I go in here, I'm not going to be the dickhead bouncer. I'm going to be the nice bouncer. I'm going to be the chill guy that tries to empathise and understand. That lasted about three days. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, fuck these people. And I, went, I could already see a guy in the queue with his friends get like drunk as fuck going da -da -da, da -da -da, da -da -da, and I'm like not getting in he's not getting in <laughs> <laughs> just, like, and that's the one thing is I'm worried about you know if, uh, congratulations like uh, you're, you're now Prime Minister of Scotland and then I look out my window and I see things and I'm like I don't like that <laughs> but it, it. Yeah. it is funny though I mean how on your channel, you've uh, chronicled, I think, people who have had immense amounts of power, but also who have had sort of an ability to like be at the absolute edges and farthest reaches of humanity. Uh, and that's it's quite interesting. I mean, well, one one of the worst ones, and that's that's the video I, I told it because I wanted to like like teach a lesson with it, but it was a hard video and it was fucking Udi Hussein. Yeah, that mm, Udi, I was gonna uh, mention. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Listen, I, I, I say this like no, no memes or anything. Udi Hussein was more evil than Hitler, more oh, yeah. evil than Hitler by far. Because see, see, if you sat down with Hitler and told him you are an evil man, Hitler would like argue back with you. No, I'm not. I'm doing this for the good of my people and for the good of Germany and blah blah blah. He would. He was the hero in his story. He thought he was a good guy. If you sat down with Udi Hussein and went, you are an evil man, he would go. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Wait, <laughs> now, okay. To to count to counter a little bit. The wedding what, the wedding thing was astonishing. Yeah. He, he would go. He, I, he would I, drive around looking. Yeah, no, no. But allegedly, I, but I he did that about thirty times as well. Oh I, my I estimated God. thirty times. No, but I do have a little bit of counter, which is Uday was inbred in that Saddam married his cousin, right? So yeah, but that, that takes create... generations, Lev. I don't know. Mm, I, I don't know. Like it just looked like this guy isn't all there. Maybe I'm wrong oh. about that, but you know what I no, mean. No, like... his his, bro his brother turned out fine. I mean, Kusi. <laughs> well, sorry, fine, fine by comparison <laughs> to Udi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Kusi was still yeah. an evil fuck, but he wasn't yeah. anywhere near as bad as yeah. Udi. Udi. Seen... Udi took pleasure in what he did. Yeah. It like, seems like yeah. he grew up in like a power bubble where he could just get away with anything and he just indulged himself to the maximum kind of a he thing. Was the ruler's he, he, son. Was, he was the spoiled <laughs> he was the spoiled brat who basically his nannies, like his like child carers and stuff like that, let him do whatever the fuck he wanted and didn't discipline him because obviously they were terrified of what his father might do. So he grew up with like no inhibitions, no limits, no 
understanding of right and wrong of no maybe maybe that's not right because he understood evil and he liked it yeah i think i I think he understood what good and evil was but he actually went out of his way like because like for example the wedding thing like this this guy was the son of saddam hussein all he had to do was click his fingers and he could have had 30 of, 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 of Iraq's hottest women like lined up in front of him and he could All have the chosen men of as many yeah, yeah exactly like he could have the, like the most beautiful women in the world delivered to his bedroom in five minutes but instead he went out driving with all these bodyguards and secret service fucking people and went looking for weddings yeah mm. Look at look at Hermit in the chat. Uh, Hitler was a vegetarian. He loved animals. That that's like the one song. Uh, you know, if, if Hitler Hitler was a sensitive man, if he was alive today, he'd listen to the Cure, the Smiths, and Depeche Mode. No, <laughs> someone <laughs> guess the band. Guess the band. R.I.P. Seth no. Putnam. Uh, yeah, anal cunt. Anal cunt. live. No fucking way, really? No way. Yeah, they they played they played in the garage in Glasgow, and I actually got to see them live. Oh man, that was mad. And it was the guy. He just came out, and he goes like that. You might have heard this one, and he just feels does his wee like, <laughs> and then goes, "Does anybody smell burning?" We were like, "Oh, yeah!" Oh no! <laughs> Here he comes. I let your baby on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they, were, they were actually amazing. They were amazing live. Were oh brutal. yeah, the energy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was one of the most brutal mosh pits I've ever seen in my life, man. Oh, <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh man! man. So I think we're going to be going to Super Chats right now. This was a, an amazing hell of a conversation. Uh, Count Dankula, I really appreciate you uh, coming in here with us. That and, was no uh, problem. Do you mind I if I just ask a quick question before oh, we sure, move sure, on sure. to Go Super for it. Chats? Go for uh, it. Dankula, like if you, uh, there's a mad lad that, that's on the lips of everybody at the minute, Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse. He's oh, the, no. They've gone into deliberations today. I just wondered what your thoughts are were on, that, on that situation. Well, the reason that I wouldn't do Kyle Rittenhouse is the reason that I wouldn't do people like uh, people say, "Oh, why don't you do Adolf Hitler?" or "Why don't you do like Charles Manson and all that?" And the reason that I won't do that is because they're mainstream as fuck, and everyone mm. already knows the story. Like everyone oh, knows. You're like, not everyone, comparing Kyle Rittenhouse to Charles in a, Manson, in a mad lad sense, but just, <laughs> like, just like, in your own personal opinion. Like, what do you think's going to oh, happen yeah. there? Like, oh, what, what do, what do you think's think going to happen? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, you you may have heard, but I don't exactly have the greatest of faith in the ju- in the justice system. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, rightly so. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's going to be a coin toss. Either uh, in in my mind, like I've I've not actually publicly stated uh, my opinion on Kyle Rittenhouse, but everyone's probably guessed. It's fucking blatant self defense. Yep. Yeah, blatant 100%. fucking self defense. Yeah, 100%. and he should be acquitted on all charges. Um, but. The problem is, uh, I think he may get offered up for a sacrifice, uh, and I think after yeah. after the trial, just pay attention in case any of the jury members, you know, just magically win the lottery. You know, There was another case. There was another case exactly like this. There's this thread by the guy who is the head editor of, is it um, American Greatness? Uh, he was interviewed by a friend, Oren McIntyre. He he had this thread that blew up on Twitter about this um, Jake Gardner guy who shot a BLM member in self-defense 
and he was put through the hey ringer. Guys, no his career and his family was destroyed, and he ended up uh, anheroing yeah. uh, because yeah, of it. Stuff. Yeah, and uh, that I think, the, unfortunately, the black pill is that if it were to repeat in the Rittenhouse case, I mean, it would be terrible. Uh, but another question before we go to Super Chats, now that I'm on my tip of my tongue, another person who is on the tip of everyone's tongue, um, what was it like doing one of the more honest, I would say the most honest and open interviews with, uh, with, uh, Christine Chan. What was that experience like? It was, it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. And it's because I have been aware of Chris Chan since, Forever. <laughs> since, since shortly, shortly after he first posted that video when see back when the comics shit first started when people started posting sonichu on a like 4chan yeah and then people were making fun of it and then chris chan made his like first video like where he's standing outside his house and reading from his little sheet of paper this yeah fresh-faced young boy with the with the whole world at his fingertips and his whole life <laughs> ahead of him and everything like i've been aware of him since shortly after then and I, I tuned in and out of the whole story and i was like sort of mostly aware of a lot of the stuff that happened to him but at that point when i was talking to him there was a lot of horrendous shit happening in his life through trolls yeah. and stuff like that like it yeah. got that bad that 4chan and kiwi farms were like right this is enough yeah this is enough and i yeah. wanted to I, I was quite excited i was expecting like holy shit i'm talking to chris chan <laughs> holy fucking shit but uh josh moon was actually in the call with me but he was oh, muted. Wow. No, and he, but, yeah. but but the re the reason he was there is he didn't know me well back then and i think he thought that i might try and troll so mm -hmm. and josh did say if you start fucking about or like making fun of chris i'm cutting the call and i was like that's completely fair that's completely fair yeah. i don't have a problem with that at all well apparently john ja null is a judas according to the latest uh chris chan letter but the, the jailhouse letter um yeah, but yeah. <laughs> hasn't yeah. there been a few of those there's been oh, yeah, there's, there's been a few yeah. there's been a few since then there's been a few letters yeah. since then that are, uh, yeah pretty yeah. interesting but it was it was exciting and a lot of people have asked oh uh, Chris Chan mad lad when Chris Chan mad lad when and I'm oh, like oh you can't I, do it you can't. yeah and I was mad at a point lads, where I'm like I want I want <laughs> I want Chris Chan to, I, like the reason I didn't do it and even back then like I wanted to talk to Chris Chan but I wanted to have an honest down to earth like yeah. proper like interview like talking about like the her has I don't fucking know anymore like feelings and shit like that and like that's I wanted to do that and I just wanted Chris Chan to just fade away like the fact that so many people like but uh, the vast majority of the internet reached a consensus of like right this has gone too far like we need to just leave Chris Chan alone mm -hmm. and I was like right that's good I'm just gonna mm -hmm. let Chris Chan fade away and mostly mostly chris chan did fade away and then i fucking checked my computer to a dm from one of my friends saying chris chan just fucked his mum and i went no no i didn't no i didn't oh. that, that can't that can't be real and then i and then i went, logged on to twitter and just went oh there no. you go yeah on btr we've had a number of streams going into like the deep lore particularly around this case, um, there's a bunch of interesting facts about this janky girl. Yeah. Um, not to say it absolves Chris of any mm. guilt, 
but no, but yeah. with the horrible Very torturing and, and all that. And again, not only this uh, negative element of the Janku girl, but also who her parents are. You know, working in yeah. intelligence, working in. Yeah. If you look at the archive yeah. from a month or so ago on BTR, we have an excellent stream with our friend. Well, actually, with Turkey Tom was on that one. Yeah, yeah. And our Turkey friend uh, Saturnalia Sundown, where he goes deep dive into the past of janky and uh and then after this uh turkey tom made a video on her as well uh so yeah mm. isabel janky's a fed yes i think it was baby's first fed operation that was yeah. the consensus but no a lot of people said that you did the interview with more empathy than anyone else because there was that other interview prior to yours where the guy was just fucking trolling chris for an hour it wasn't really yeah, constructive like, by any means that's like kick, kicking when you're down you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's not a well, it's, it's i not mean a good to be thing. fair chris no. has done a lot of horrendous shit in his her life i mean it's yeah yeah, yeah but, but there is an debated about this like, before like, they do have like pretty severe well not severe to the point where they're in, uh, like an invalid, but like I would say severe till that was my main reason I did that. I yeah. was I was talking, yeah, okay, Chris has done some shady, shitty, sketchy things like in their past, but at the end of the day, I was I was talking to someone who is severely mentally ill. Yeah, like severely mm. to the point of like absolute delusions, mm. right? So that's why I was like, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to approach this like I'm going to approach. I'm not going to approach this as Count Dankel. I'm going to approach this as a fucking human being. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's, it's sort of like a, a mm. part of me is like, yeah, okay, you've done some shit stuff, but also at the end of the day, like you are not all there. But some right, people yeah. would say, like, uh, to play devil's advocate, some people would say that you were, um, like, just like approaching the subject matter itself as quote unquote exploitation. Like, what what is the uh? A lot of bread tubers use this. I think even Vouch used this against Kraut, believe it or not. Or uh, what do they say? I don't believe you're in a in a, in a mental state to be uh, con uh, consenting to this interview. Like you know that type of bullshit. The psychobabble. Uh, yeah. Condescending, yeah. Idiocy, but, isn't it? Yeah, but would you say that you are just by virtue of interviewing someone who is deeply mentally uh, has a lot of mental health issues that you were quote unquote exploiting the legacy of CWC? Or do you think that it's providing a service to engage in a more humanly fashion than a bunch of internet trolls and a logs well the, the thing is i think the interview achieved what i wanted it to do because a lot of people pitied chris chan yeah a lot of people because i went i want to go through like some of the horrendous shit that you've been through but also i wanted to ask about quickville and sonatue and all that yeah. universe yeah. and everything i wanted to ask all of that as well um but I just wanted people to get like a sort of a better idea and like a lot of people after it, like basically after it, some people did make like a few memes about the interview and stuff like that, but nobody went after Chris. Like a lot of people were yeah. going like, Jesus Christ, can you believe they said that and everything? But a lot of people were a lot more human about mm -hmm. it, you know, compared to, you know, what would have happened around like 2011, 2012. Oh yeah. 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 Like, so I, I feel like the interview was a good one. I think it did very well. And then obviously Chris Chan fucked his mother and undone all of my hard work. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, What's no, we're trying no, so no, hard, no Chris. We're trying. Yeah, there's no, there's no coming back from that. There's no. Yeah, coming, yeah there's no, I believe really like isn't. canceled people. Um, when you give a platform to people, like I think it's just a fucking chicken shit move to like take content down. Like for example, our good friend Versaloon, who has a YouTube channel, he interviewed uh, a certain person from the Kaliak movement. 
that was exposed for misdeeds. Uh, and it's like, I, I agree, like, keep this shit up because even if you denounce a person for doing something, I think, like, just be like, oh, we're not going to put for him. It's, like, that's bullshit. Because mm, yeah. like, at the time... Well, and, it, and it makes it, it much was, more of a forbidden fruit, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. There, was a, there, was a, there was a few streams of mine that I did actually take down, and it was my two streams that I did with Amos Yi. Oh, oh fuck! And and, that ah! was, and and the reason the reason oh, that I did it is because well, that's different. Yeah. I was I, I was ripping Amos apart and I was laughing at him and I was trolling yeah. him because I I feel like the arguments he was making that is all they deserved. And it's, yeah. it's one it's one of the first times in a, in a debate that he's went. I have a study, and I went fuck your study. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually and it worked. It actually worked. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, I have something wait, what, to ask you now. Wait, what, what do you mean study? Like the okay. room where you read books? That that kind of study? Yeah, yeah, something like that. But be, no, it was a. It was oh, who is that I mean, guy I mean, from he had, he had a study that apparently said that having sex with children is good, actually. Oh, oh that kind oh, of right. study. Yeah, Real yeah, Kinsey yeah. Uh, infantile sexuality yeah. stuff. Yeah, but basically... Is it called Lolita, was... by any chance? No. It's not. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think, uh, like... Your boy Nabokov. Um, <laughs> but, but, but basically, because he was talking about like, l- like literally like fucking babies and shit like that, that's Ugh. when I went... I That's can't it. keep this stream up, like, because yeah. all it's going to take is some dickhead that doesn't like me going back and finding this stream, and then they report it, and then my channel gets a strike. Yeah, because even 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 though, like, if you're the person that owns the channel and you're debating against the shit, like, yeah, you you still get a strike because that's Just how you on The only yeah. time yeah. I deeply regret, um, and for people who don't know, I don't have as much power over scheduling as Love does for obvious reasons. He schedules everything. Um, even though I suggest guests, and uh, you know, sometimes he listens to me, sometimes he doesn't. Um, <laughs> but what the only thing I deeply regret is we. It was a fucking disaster of a stream. It was one of the only times I fed posted so fucking hard. But I don't regret fed posting. We had this a stream with Mister Girl, and uh, oh yeah, and I saw that. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that was the only thing I regret. I would not do that stream. But what is? When it comes to Amos Yee, maybe it's just my uh, based uh, Tradcath uh, mind talking. Uh, I, I said on Twitter, I said that perhaps that is like the ultimate consequence of like total libertine, like fuck you mom and dad, like mm-hmm. early 2000s YouTube fedora tipping. I don't know. But what is your opinion on the god of uh, of the fedora tippers himself? What is your opinion on uh, the current uh, incarnation of TJ Kirk, the amazing atheist? Uh, I, I know you two have had a bit of a falling out, I guess you could say, but uh, I don't no, know. I don't know. Like me, me and him have never really spoke. Like we, we've interacted on Twitter in the past, and yeah, he has. He has sort of become your standard. Yeah, I know I'm a leftist, but I'm like cool. Like he, he has sort of done that, but. The one thing that I will say about him, right, is out of all the controversies that have ever happened on YouTube, he handled his like a fucking champion. He handled his perfectly. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, a few videos surfaced way, way, way back in the day, way (laughs) back in the day of uh, TJ Kirk on webcam. Uh, pouring hot oil over his genitals and all over his arse. And a and banana. Then and then shoving a banana up his arse right now. For oh. anyone else, for any other YouTuber, like, that's it. That's, that's it. it. It's over. It's over, man. Like, But 
he made a video, right? And instead of doing his, I'm so uh, sorry, nah, like, like fucking like the fucking makeup YouTubers do or any of this, yeah. I'm going to take this time to reflect and grow as a person. I can be better. And I'll try to be better. He didn't do fucking any of that shit. He walked on in front of the camera and went, yeah, I do weird shit. Is anyone really surprised? And then he peeled, I mean, just look at him, my he, God. And then he peeled a banana, took a bite <laughs> yeah. out of it and yeah. walked off the screen. Just basically absolutely unapologetic. And he just oh, fucking owned it. And I was like, yeah. that is how you deal with controversy. Oh, later. man. And I you know, had nothing. He had nothing on him, right? He was like, "Yeah, I know the videos are out there. I don't care." I gotta say, <laughs> okay. I, I've I've disliked him since around, I would say, two thousand seven. Very long time. But I will say that was a Chad move, though, the way that he handled good. the banana oil boring. thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, before also before moving on to super chats, one final question from me: Who would you say, or maybe just like a couple of people, who would you say are the best? youtubers right now as far as people who you feel a close connection to that uh, you would recommend people checking out oh god they're all lord of the rings they're all <laughs> they're all uh, oh, don't know. i'll check I'll, I'll glance into my youtube list right because i don't want to just say like a shit ton of fucking uh like hold on uh mine's are all like mine's aren't even like like politics related like say for example alien theory he talks oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, he talks yeah. a lot about uh, Lore of the Alien Universe. Um, fucking yeah, makes it all nearly stuff like Men of the West, Nerd of the Rings. So Lord of the Rings <laughs> shit that I fucking watch, man. Um, uh, and deep, and deep geek, he's good as well. He does Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Nice. Um, Met Melon Pan just because he's an absolute degenerate, but a funny one. <laughs> um, might want to check his hard drives though. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, who else? Uh, Shad, Shad diversity. I love Shad. I play, I play yeah. uh, Mountain Blade with him. Um, he's cool. yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it, man. Like, uh, all the minds are like fucking geeks, geeky shit. That's that's what I watch. I mean, Justin Wang, Justin Wang's brilliant as well. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And they uh, thought 32 because he thought 32 is what I would like to be. Um, how, how, it, how do you spell it, that th- thirty two? It's th- basically thought with a Y at the end, and then the number two. Mm. Thought thirty two is basically what I want to be. Where basically I, I just this post shit tons of the type one. of videos I'm making, but they they hit the algorithm. <laughs> 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 and then and then there's Tom Scott who keeps stealing my fucking ideas. <laughs> I'm uh... in Hull. I'm here on the Glasgow overnight train. <laughs> you don't want to be on that train, mate. <laughs> oh fuck, I know. I fucking know, man. Yeah. Uh, and now we are here, uh, super chat. So we have uh, Matthew Hammond, four ninety nine. Is it not authoritarianism versus libertarianism instead of left versus right? There is not much difference between the German Workers' Party and commies. I think it's, that's far too binary. Yeah. Far too binary because there are because a lot of the people that are against uh, the left are conservatives and some of them are pretty hardcore and like there is like obviously with conservatism there is an element of authoritarianism in there so I think I think that distinction is far too binary and it, it doesn't really mm. fit. 
By the way, I, I definitely need to check out what uh, Tark posted here. What is this? <laughs> These two pups. Okay, next super chat. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, for, I don't for... know. I just don't want it to be like, like descending into like Dinesh Souza, like. You know, they're both yeah. the same. Like, I don't know. That's kind of... By the way, these uh, puppies uh, reminded me to uh, show off over here, uh, you know, oh messy God, tails. Oh, God, not again, Lev. Not so, again. This is my fertile textile background. And uh, also speaking fertile, of that... Fertile, get it? Well anyway, any, well, anyway, that's made me change my mind on libertarianism. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> maybe, so maybe we do need a powerful leader to exterminate <laughs> that shit. That but get fucking it, fucking degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you. I hope crusade. you get. The, I hope you get the textile part as well because it's fertile, but it's a textile. No, no, Tex, no, no, as in Texas, because he has the cowboy bathroom, hat now. It's it's bathroom wall tiles, but it's fertile, so it's like a furry tile. Yeah, but, but it's, it's also a textile. Can you imagine that hung up in a bathroom <laughs> where uh, where Messy Tails has done his uh, worst deeds? Well, so, I I imagine that this is actually the bathroom of uh, this room. Oh, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> oh, even yeah. Count Dangly knows about Lucas. <laughs> Absolute Every, mad lads, Lucas ev Space Guy. Everyone, oh God, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that. Subplot: Margot and Radic. Yeah. Oh, and and also here, while we're on the subject, this is a recent NFT that I did. Uh, on Super Rare, so it's called Werewolf, W-E-A-R, and it's got these two wolf pups, and they're, I guess people say they're being sacrificed, I don't know, make of this what you will, but this is like a wolf that's talking to these two hands over here, and he's like getting it on with his uh, left hand, apparently, and these evil-looking, uh, well, this guy kind of evil-looking, this hill character here, and this one's just kind of untrustworthy. But anyway, this is Werewolf, I make NFTs on Super Rare, superrare.com slash leftpolice, Yaakov, go there, hashtag invest in love. I'm going to be making way more NFTs coming up. But now on to yeah, the next... Can I just say, I never yes. thought about it before, but looking at it now, it's got a bit of a yin and yang thing going on with it. Oh yeah, that's well... And it's, like the it's devil's the on whole, the shoulder kind of a thing. It's from yeah. the whole inside of you are two wolves thing. Mm. So yeah, anyway, over go. here... Uh, anyway, we have over here ABC123. Oh, no, before that. Uh, oh, no, Anya, we already answered. Favorite Mad Lad. Uh, Tux loves you. $5. I can't sneed. So Tux apparently... I can't sneed. Well, Tux apparently was able to sneed very uh. well with the images that he sent. So thank you very much for that, Tux. Uh, Tux also said that poor fish so wasteful. We already did that. Next, ABC uh five dollars geo i dm'd you on instagram also love i sent the calf raises also geo what is your favorite color color combination also base stream is based well thank you very much uh, for that abc i don't know favorite i know black is not a color i don't know my favorite combination mm. um i don't know well i gotta ask this to candankula as well favorite color or color combination uh i like black and gold there you go uh, championship colors in the ufc no. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everywhere. It's also the color of the uh, Gold Ranger for those who have uh, seen Power Ranger Zeo back in the day with the pyramid. <laughs> oh my god, love. <laughs> I know, they probably. <laughs> They probably didn't have this in. Uh, oh my they, god, they, you just took me back to being 12 years old. <laughs> I don't know, Kandekio, they didn't have uh, Power Rangers in uh, Britain, did they? 
Yes, they no, did. Yeah, they did. I had okay. I had all the toys when I was a child. Yeah, Include, I, even, I even I even had the big turtle one that was literally called Titanus. Titan. No, no, that wasn't turtle. Turtle was called Tor. Uh, Titanus. It was a uh, that long neck dinosaur. A well, what was it? well, what was the one I had? Because it opened and you could put one of the mechs inside it, and it was like a big turtle. Yeah, that was Tor, the carrier zord. Was it right? Okay. Yeah. Oh my god! What the fuck? Is- oh. Um, love showing his autism again. <laughs> well, here, here hold on. Sorry, I've on never, never, never before on my on a stream have I been corrected on my power range of lore. <laughs> yeah, this is this is oh, a first. Shit. This is a first. Yeah. This Only is here on BTR. Yeah, and this is actually not from um, the original Power Rangers. This is from the uh, second season, or in the Japanese, it was known as, uh, uh, let's see, not Zhu Ranger, then it was, uh, I, I, okay, I don't remember the name of it. But oh my god, he, stop, love, stop. Here's what it looked like, here. Stop. You could, you could put the Zords on top of it. He knows the exact season, <laughs> the exact episode. And this is what it looked like. They let kids play with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Don't moving get on. him started on Sonic or, or yeah. Tim Minera. I, I have, by the way, we'll be I here have like for a, another hour. If that I have happens. the big, I have the big pyramid. By the way, that was from Zio. I have the big pyramidus. That was the one the Gold <laughs> Ranger was in. I have the original Japanese one. Anyway, oh, uh, we're, we're gonna fin- we're gonna finish this. Here we go. Uh, War game three four one five dollars. All hail BTR and Dankula. Would you ever consider a Mad Lad video? Uh, a mad lad on a video game company running with scissors or the postal franchise hmm. that probably would be a good video not to do as a mad lad but to do with a focus around freedom of speech because i know that i know that the postal games have uh, came under heavy fire in the past for their content yeah oh yeah yeah mm. and uh, abc says two dollars eat the carbs don't worry, Mom. I like the carbs. Anyway, uh, five dollars. Final super chat of the day. Zo Zabumafu. Five dollars. Free Kyle. There we are. There we go. So Zabumafu, uh, love. Did you grow up a Zabumafu? No, I don't know what that is. You're in Canada. All... It's like they had a, a lemur, and it was like a nature show for kids. It's pretty. It was two brothers. Like they were the co-hosts and. Uh, the Zabumafu was this lemur that they had, but they would have like animations of him too. It was a good show. It was nice. Yeah, it's probably. I know I'm dating than... myself. It's like it's pr- Canadian millennial, right? <laughs> you know? It's probably better than a uh, Kaliu. I know Kaliu kind of freaks Are me you? out. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Like Especially after the whole, uh, you know what I'm talking about? That whole scene when the uh, the bath. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into that right now. <laughs> those who know, those who know what I'm talking about, know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Uh, this is the end of the show. I really appreciate everybody watching. Once again, we have to keep growing. BTR, um, we are under a lot of uh, pressure when it comes to algorithms, yada, yada, yada. You get the idea. So, And who's every our, subscri- what's our future stream love coming every, up? Uh, yes, every subscription helps. Our future stream, we are going to have Glink on. So for those who do not know about Glink, he did this. Uh, I mean, he's an amazing documentarian uh, filmmaker. He did this uh, documentary about uh, California recently, which I highly recommend everybody check out. And uh, once you guys, um, once this stream finishes, you're going to have a referral link to go to um, our stream. So be sure to uh, add in the, uh, what do you call it, to set the reminder, all that good stuff. And next but- week, love. Uh- 
next week hold on a minute let me see here uh let me first get into btr chat and put uh, that link in but next week all right hold on one second uh, here we go btr chat okay this is the link stream then we are gonna have for next week uh we are definitely going to have confirmed mary harrington coming on Ooh. and and we are also gonna have on Wednesday, a Wednesday stream, the Turkey Tom Thanksgiving Spectacular. So that'll be funny. I'm gonna bring my uh, stuff to my. So Candacula, uh, I have this uh, turkey, this inflatable turkey, which I named Tom Turkey. You know, as opposed to Turkey Tom and yeah. Tom Turkey, it's an inflatable turkey for the. Thank you, Gio. Uh, for the purpose of like when you hunt turkeys, you put the inflatable the turkey decoy. down. Yeah. No. Well, it's it's for the males, so that the male sees that another male is in their vicinity, and they get really angry. There's even one you can get where two inflatable turkeys are having sex, so the male <laughs> turkeys get really upset because of that, and uh, oh. it gets you know it get it gets the prize the prize turkeys for your hunting. So anyway. Uh, I think this is pretty much it. Thank you so much for watching. Patreon.com slash break the rules. Once again, become a patron. You're going get, to get a lot of great things. And the Dragon Sticks Magnet. Unfortunately, you guys are not going to see it on the screen until I show you. But here, full screen, $50 tier is going to get you pretty much what you see over here. Tw uh, $20 tier is going to give you a smaller wooden version of it. And uh, for uh, you guys over here, you do not see it. And now you will see it. So you see it in the gallery view, right? this uh dragon over here there so you go. yeah so that is what you can get when you become a five dollar patron you are going to get uh access to our secret discord areas exclusive patreon only streams they're coming don't think they're not coming they're coming and you are also going to get the mp3s of the episodes before they come out uh once again like geo said you get the ability to post images and uh thirty dollars is going to get you a beautiful sketch from the great giovanni penichetti blo block print oh yeah yeah from the vafio when no gf series it's one of five i'll send you one at random but uh yeah that's they're mostly right. just Wojaks, but they're pretty cool. They are very, very beautiful. See, I'm just trying to find it. One second here. Here we go. Patreon print. This is what it looks like. Geo's doing it. He is making it happen. We and, can't see uh, it, but you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's a very, very beautiful uh, process there. So anyway, guys, that's it. Uh, Count Dankula, is there any any other thing that you would be interested in plugging? I'm going to put your Twitter in here, uh, YouTube, uh, anything else? Um... Any parting words? Just my, just my YouTube. I advise don't go on my Twitter. Uh, but if you do, I, <laughs> I apologize in advance. It's a great <laughs> Twitter. It's a fantastic oh. Twitter. Oh, man, sure? it was funny the other day. Are you day. sure about that? I'm other, very sure, yeah. The other the day, best. the guy in the, the shop, that was hilarious. He, you were out shopping with your wife and your kid. Oh, and, yeah. uh He's like, I, I almost punched him in the face. <laughs> he was like, I just wanted to beat fuck out of him and all that <laughs> ran and night. And obviously I went I went back and I had an idea of who it was because I remember a guy in there that had the same hairstyle as the Twitter avatar. <laughs> right? Same same color and everything. And I was like, yeah, and that guy was looking at me a lot. And like the thing problem was like he says I fucked up the displays. I didn't. We went and it's children's <laughs> toys. So children's toys come in like fucking huge boxes. We just wanted to make sure that they had it. So we went and looked at the aisle and went, oh, cool. There it is there. We'll come back and get it because I'm not carrying that around with me all day. We'll get it on our way back. And I left the shop and that's when he's like, you fucked up my display. 
I almost beat him up. And I'm like, uh, okay, first of all, I didn't even fucking touch the display. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. And I was like, and I went, plus it's about to get real awkward because I have to come back. Yeah, that was the like, best. And I, I came into the shop, right? And he was standing with all these little friends and he kept looking at me. And while my wife is like trying to get the box down, I'm sitting like staring at the guy. <laughs> Like that man going, turn around, fucking turn around, you little bitch. And he he turned around and glanced at me and then quickly looked away. And I'm like, fucking look at me, look <laughs> at me, you little bitch. You know what, man? And then I'm like that to my wife, like really loudly. Careful you don't mess up the display, darling. <laughs> but then he ended up, he went, he ended up, he went and spoke to a manager and then he got put on the checkouts. So I don't know what happened there. I don't know if he went, I need to get off the floor. But then we had to go to the checkouts anyway. And I was sitting there, I'm in the, I'm in the line, like waiting, going, please, please let it be him. Let it be fucking him, like that. But, we, but another woman went, first down here. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> that, that would have been awkward but the entire time i'm like putting up putting the things on like the checkout for the women to scan them the whole time i'm like looking at him and he's he's just giving me like little glances like now and again and i'm just like ah, yeah you little fucking bitch you know what man however i'm, I'm also not going to like start a fight in the middle of yeah. a toy shop in front of all <laughs> children <laughs> <laughs> in front of your wife and child you're just gonna start a fight like he's fucking jingle all the way daddy, why, why, daddy you... why is that very large man beating that much smaller man it was a twitter argument yeah. i raised you in a month he took shit on twitter <laughs> so... uh, go on oh, all a bit of fun oh, block me in real life <laughs> block this what <laughs> block these punches <laughs> oh guys follow uh geo on twitter twitter.com slash giant geo and also my own YouTube, youtube channel youtube.com slash giant art production uh productions and of course follow average centrist on twitter listen guys average centrist needs some twitter followers all right you have how many it's uh it's not know, good like 60 or 70 or something i don't know yeah, well, i'm just yeah, a rage poster i don't I'm, i don't say anything that interesting other than that i just lies rage at people. you lie you lie anyway centrist average that is average centrist twitter you know uh reverse the two uh so follow him i mean it's a nice number 69 over here we all love 69 but uh get get the number up get the number up right now and lastly and not leastly Levpo on Twitter. That is my Twitter, so go there. It's very short. I write a lot about my dreams. I post artwork, NFTs, all that good stuff. Uh, so here we go. Twitter.com slash Levpo. And hey, watch some of my animations. YouTube.com slash Levpoliakov. I'm going to be doing some Lev streams soon as soon as I get the uh, new desk. Right now, this is still a work in progress. So um, there we go. Levpo. Anyway, guys. Thank you once again so much for watching this. Uh, and Countdankula, thank you so much for being a part of this. I really appreciate you, know, you for staying for so long as yes. well. No, nah, that's no problem at all. I, was, I had fun. It was a good laugh. Thanks very much. Thank you. And thank with you. that, take care, everybody. Good night. God bless.